What up, everybody? Whoa. Oh, nah. What's up? This is episode five. Five, five, five. Of the Woody Podcast. I am B, and I'm here with Joe. Whoa, what's that? What you know what it is? Hope you're having a good day today. Uh, we're here chilling, just vibing. Joe's listening to some Erica. Yeah, the queen. The best of all. <laughs> the Look, greatest. The tiny, tiny desk. Tiny desk. But yeah, we're going to get right into it. This is the Woody Podcast, where we talk about music and then some. So, of course, we're going to touch on music in the first part and what are we touching on today we're touching on a couple of albums we're going to be touching on tiny desks talking about a couple of celebrity situations that happened this past month concerning you know rappers singers just all type of stuff so let's start off with our fellow fat boy rod wave <laughs> oh the sad singing sound oh man so he he released the album called Soulfly. Uh, I actually listened to it. Um, Joe, you didn't. Well, yeah, we listened to it. You listened to it a little bit. Just I've, I've dabbled. I've dabbled. Yeah, you, you dabbled um, a little bit. I'm right? not a fan, but I've dabbled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as Soulfly, well, not even just Soulfly. As far as Rod Wave all together, man, I just can't get with all the sad songs. Um, that's just not me. I, I could get, you know, I can get with it here and now, you know, here and there, here and now. But at the same time, I'm not for being down. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm not the biggest big boy fan. I um, feel that he probably needs like another bag or something. He needs to just yeah. I need him to touch on something else. You know, I need him to just touch in a different lane or a different um, touch on something else. You know, liven yourself up a, a bit. You know, uh, maybe that's his own comfort zone. And, and you know what? Listening to Soulfly, that's why I'm now getting into Soulfly. Um, I've listened to it. Half of it, and I get it. Like mm-hmm. I see it. Like I think that's just him. That's his avenue. That's what works for him. That's what's best for him. That's what's been you know. That's brought him up to this level. And the songs that I heard, bro, like that first, like I said, like that first half of the album, it's fire. Like it's nice. Yeah, it's a good album from what I've heard. Um, I just can't get with it. Yeah. So on, since on I like listen to it all the way, uh, I give it, I give it a a B. A B for what it is, you yeah. know. I give it a B. Just, you know, Rod Wave does get does put out good music and does put out like good flows and like has a good way of catching you and your feelings in a regular way, in a normal way, mm-hmm. so to say. So I give I give it a solid B. It wasn't it wasn't a bad project. It wasn't a bad album altogether. Had some great features on it uh, with Polo G. Uh, that was pretty good. Um, probably my favorite tracks from this album. Soulfly, of course, name of the album. But another one that I probably liked, well, a couple others that I liked was Blame on You, Tombstone, All I Got, Richer, featuring that's the one with Polo G. That's the Polo G joint. I really like that one. That's probably one of my favorites off the album. Uh, Pills and Bills, and Believe Me. Yeah, those those are my favorite tracks on there. Just I, I like the stuff he's talking about on the album. He gives you, of course, he's gonna give you the emotional stuff. But I like the the lanes he goes in with the emotional stuff. Like, he gives you real-life situations, not mm-hmm. only with relationships or feelings. Like, he gives you real-life situations with emotion involving, you know, family issues, label issues, industry issues, or just personal issues he got on. I feel like he's a very authentic, like, just person when it comes to just him expressing his feelings in a way. And that's where rap is now. Very emotional, but I feel like it's, it's opened a new lane, so to say, for rap. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed, too. I feel like he is very relatable. Um that's what drawn me to a few of his songs, uh, like going to November. Actually, like just hearing it, I'm like, I could legit listen to this and then relate this to, to a situation I was in um, with a friend. 
or something like that. And it's just like I that part of it I, I think is what gravitated me to continue listening throughout uh the portion of the album that I did here. Um so I ain't, I ain't gonna lie. I, I am intrigued mm-hmm. to wanna listen to his other projects and other things that he's put out. Um but will I sit up here and be like, Bet I'm about to go run this right wave. Yeah, that last joint wasn't bad. You know, his last album wasn't that bad. Yeah, that was, he had some good, some good tracks, some good hits on that one. So it, it really was a good follow up to the last project. Yeah, I just don't see me like bumping it like all day every day. But if I, I feel like if I'm in that zone, if I'm in that mood, if I'm in that just chill space. Oh yeah, moves definitely. Where I want to relax. You could put on ear ride waves. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that deep thought. You know, <laughs> that very that deep thought just in your feels chilling. Hard on ice wasn't that bad when it came out. Like that was, on. Yeah, that hard on ice still runs to this day. I still mm. like it. I mean, I'm not like a, a harder fan. Like, I'm not about to like listen to Ride Wave on a whole ride back home, or, right? You know, somewhere to and from. But I definitely put on a song or two every now and then. So, so like, what actually was your first like Ride Wave song or or project that you think like, drew you in? <laughs> Hard on Ice. I didn't even know who Ride Wave was. Mm-hmm. I just knew like of the song Hard on Ice, and I didn't really listen to nothing else he had until that that uh, that album he had. What was it called? Pray for me. The one with Rags the Riches and uh, Fuck the World, mm. all that on there. That that was my favorite one. Like I feel like that was me getting to know like, all right, this is the type of artist he is. This is the lanes that he goes in the pockets. He goes in with his songs. Mm-hmm. He has good features. I give him that. Like he does put up good features on each one of his projects. So right, which is too. He's yeah, very yeah, cohesive yeah. with a lot of with a lot of artists. So. I mean, me me introduced the Ride Wave. It, it was pretty much like like everybody hard on ice. I didn't really know much about him beforehand. I didn't really like discover him on YouTube or nothing like that, or SoundCloud, nothing like that. He mm. kind of popped up out of nowhere with that hit. What about you? When was your first uh, Ride Wave experience? Uh, it was for me. It was Rags to Riches. Um, really? Rags to Riches? Yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, Dang. that's what I'm saying. Like, I've heard people, you know, talking about him. I've heard, like, I've heard of the come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and things like that Just being in group messages And people just throwing songs in there Just throwing references and things like that But I never was like Oh bet let me go like Check dude out And I think it was like I think I was at work And somebody had walked up And was playing it And he just was around me mm-hmm. And he was playing the song out loud And I was like Okay I, I could see and it, it was, was kind of like the same feeling I'm getting right now It was just like I could see why people gravitate I gravitate to it I could see why he's You know gaining the attention um, I think just just on that continuous somber side of it, it's just it's just what you know pushes me away. Yeah. Um, but but nah, like I I feel like I do feel like my man has a lane, um, and he's using it well to be honest. And his lyrics and and, and the things that he's rapping about are very relatable to the public. Um, so I do see I, I I'm not gonna sit up here and say like he trash, you know I do feel like he has a future. Um, it's just not. A everyday thing for me. You think rap is oversaturated with sad music, or just constantly like pouring out your feelings all the time on every track? You think that's uh... no? I think that's good. Um, I just think I feel like rap music not only portrays what the artist went through or is going through, but I feel like it also navigates and guides certain individuals in society to like follow along with that mm-hmm. so it's like 
for example, when Future, it was a period where like Future had put out, it was kind of like that three P period, um, where it was like Monster Beast Mode, um, Fit Six Nights, um, and Future was like, "Yo, this is stuff that I used to do. This is stuff that like I was going through back then." But dudes was trying to be on that like at that time, mm-hmm. and it was like I feel like. You kind of have like the like the little Uzi Vert type music, the Juice Worlds, the um, kind of rest in peace X, like his type of, and like that type of music, that that depressive, mm-hmm. trippy red and everybody. Yeah, I feel like it low key like I think people interpret it the wrong way. Very, yeah, very much. And so. they try to be on that wave of like, like do the things that they like popping pills and all that stuff like that, and it's like. I don't think that's what the artists meant. I think they were just saying that's how they coped and got through their stuff. Yeah, and they just used the music as a way to as probably a, yeah, help to, somebody to help who might it. be going through something. Right, like and they used that to get past it and, and, and get through it. And you just to open up about, you know, something that they was going through. And it's almost like a coping, me- coping mechanism for them was the music. But I feel like people are trying to use what they rapped about to cope with whatever they got going on right now. And that's another reason why I really came full with, like, that like that era that wave of music yeah it's, it's a lot more open now like these rappers with the emotional side of things because they're not only like in their lyrics being explicit with their mental struggles or their mm-hmm. drug addictions and stuff they also portrayed on media with their their videos on social media like you got obviously see it like that they went through something and they still kind of are going through something and they still put out the same music that kind of portrays not a false narrative but it kind of gives you uh, an influence, so to say, when yeah. you constantly consume like the music that you surround yourself with, you kind of, you know, be a part of it in a way. Because you could be going through it and listen to it all the time, but it doesn't mean it's going to help you. Right. So it's like the Trippy Reds, the XX Tentacions, and that you know, like Juice Worlds and stuff. Like they 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 created like that. That was like the when it came out, like 2016. That was like the no, nah, that was like. The, a little bit after that, seventeen. 18, yeah, they're like the, yeah. the kids in the newer age. Like we're not really part of that. Yeah, and nah, we're and we not. And I think that's the part of it that's like. Yeah, we twenty five. It's so like we, don't we really get count. grouped in with it, but at the same time, I feel like that's more of like the kids. That's like twenty, nineteen, eighteen, seventeen. Yeah, like that's more of them. Um, even if you include like people that's twenty one now, like I feel like that's more their like that's more their people. Mm-hmm. With us, it was like even I say these were like. Not the pioneers of the emotional stuff, but like these are the people that kind of open the door for for them. Like, I probably put Kanye up there. Definitely, Kanye uh, Drake, Kanye Drake, uh, Lupe Fiasco, Kid mm-hmm. Cudi. Kid. Definitely, Kid Cudi should be the poster child for all of this because mm-hmm. you know, Man on the Moon is a very depressing yeah. album. But we, as kids, we didn't know. We were just like you know in love with the music and just singing along the lyrics. We didn't know like what it was or mm-hmm. how to break it down. But he did it in a way where it's like. I'm sad, but I'm giving you, you know, these these great beats and this great, you know, melody you see and stuff. But deep down, I'm yeah. Hiding it. yeah. And I ain't gonna lie. One thing about it is like, I don't want it to come off as if I'm blaming like the artists for it. You know, that's just you putting out the music and the people interpret how they interpret. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think I just think that's how the wave of that new generation is coming in. It's like, you know. They come in with it hard too. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. Like it's almost like if you don't have that 
that pocket or that lane of sadness or you don't do that sad rap or sad music, you kind of lose a big uh, audience, so to say, because people look for that stuff now. Yeah, because people want, people want to hear pain. They want yeah, to they want to hear pain. They want to hear you go through something. They don't want to hear that, that woke shit or that conscious stuff. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, you could do that. Like, I'm not saying it's not a bad thing to do, but it's just it's not preferred in the mainstream media nowadays. You have to kind of portray yourself as a hurt individual because that's pretty much what sells. All right, and I'm about to say that's that's one thing I feel like hurts. It hurts not only the music industry, but it hurts society because it's like you got so much of this depression that's being pushed out. Mm-hmm. Um, you use the music to capitalize it. Yeah, and it's like... It's not like it's a coping mechanism. It's like I feel like you almost... You basically just capitalizing off of people's pain. Mm-hmm. But instead of trying to help them through it, you're not worried about that part. You just know what's, set, what's selling them what the market wants. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, honestly, look, as that's business. I get it. But at the same time, I feel like there's a part of humanity or just morals that, like, kicks in and be like, all right, like, chill out. Mm-hmm. Like, don't push so much of it out. Like, I get it. That's how you coping with it. Like, even for, like, the artists, you you coping with it and things like that. But I feel like it's even on a higher scale where, like, the industry is, like, pushing it more. Yeah, I feel like it's chilled out a little bit. And I feel like they're pushing more of the, the street music now with... You know, like at one point it was really just a lot of sad stuff, like the RP Juice World, RPX, like that whole like trippy radio. Yeah, all of them like, kind of came was, at the same time. It was running rampant with that yeah, stuff. Yeah, all of them really like, did was, come at the same time. And it's, like you said, with the street stuff is more like now is it was, uh, was kind of is more like pop. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it, it's it's pop is Von Dirk, yeah, Shiesty, Shiesty, like um, Polo G. Yeah, Polo real big. Like uh, yeah. even Fabio Loki, like. Mm-hmm. He was starting to come up last year after the after the Drake uh, after he was featured on Drake's song. Um, like I feel like the street music is being pushed more now. Yeah, because like, like they're almost like what, I don't think I wouldn't call all of them drill. No, the drill music era. Yeah, like five year and uh, oh yeah, like five year pop. Yeah, like pop um, smoke. Yeah, like the drill. I wouldn't music call era. all of them. Like I wouldn't include Shiesty. Well, King Von and, and Dirk, yeah. Shiesty, I don't know if I would consider that, like, drill, but it's still, like, that same, like, that hard, like, that gangster-type rap. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of, like, what's boosting now, for real, for real. Yeah, it's kind of going back into that, all right, this is probably what's hot right now, so mm-hmm. let's try and keep this afloat. Let's keep the drama flowing. Like, let's keep the antics up, stuff yeah, like that. That's why I hate, that. too. I hate when the antics drive the music, so it's like you get to predict, like, all right, this is probably what's going to be for the rest of the year was like how the music's gonna be and see my thing is I feel like that's I I, I wouldn't say the whole year because I feel like once Drake drop and then once more people on that <laughs> level drop it is gonna switch yeah it's definitely gonna switch once, um, once CLB and Kendrick and Cole come out of their burrows <laughs> <laughs> Kendrick ain't ever I told you bro Kendrick not ever coming back out I think Kendrick gonna but up. talking speaking of that speaking of the speaking of the um you said that we don't really draw much of attention to the, the that conscience, mm-hmm. um, like that conscience rap. Do you think that's what hurt J. Cole starting off? No, I think what hurt J. Cole was he put out when he wanted to put out, but it's the stuff he was putting out really was just, I don't know, like it wasn't, I ain't going to say like it was too conscious. It just was what it was. Like, I don't know, like J. Cole's one of them people I feel like anybody could listen to. Mm-hmm. Like even if you if you like gangster rap, or you just like to listen to trap music all day. You could bump some J Cole because you could re- definitely relate to what he's saying. Right. 
but I feel like the way he approaches it and the way he moves with it, really is on his own terms. Kind of like with Kendrick, like they just move on their own terms. But with Kendrick, Kendrick does have a mainstream like bag he could he could tap into. Like he does have hits. He does give you like you know bar classics. Like he's one of those bar rappers that does have classics that everybody you know pretty much knows. Mm-hmm. J Cole too. J Cole has, has stuff that everybody should know, but just not as much. He's not like a, I don't think he wants to be a mainstream artist. And it's okay because one thing that um, I'm glad you said that because one thing that when it comes to those them two specifically, uh, when we talk about like the top three being Cole Kendrick Drake three headed monster. One thing is Cole and Kendrick. I feel like are part of that hip hop purist group where they don't I don't I don't see them as really caring about the radio or the hits aspect as as much as they care about the bars and the product of a project. Mm-hmm. Whereas I feel like Drake yeah, I think Drake understands the hip hop aspect of it as well as the bars and like the projects um and what your albums mean to the culture. But Drake also understands the power of radio and hits mm-hmm. and the things that will play in the club or play, like, everywhere. I think he understands his power. I think he knows he keeps the lights on at the at the record labels. I think yeah. he knows, like, all right, like, anything I put out is going on the radio. So I'm pretty much keeping everything relevant that's at this point. So I pretty much know my power in hip-hop. So it's not even in hip-hop. I know my power in music in at this industry, point. Yeah, yeah like, like like I know what to do at this point, so like as a hip hop purist, like I do, I do get like the whole. I I was watching Royce the Five Nine uh, interview about uh, it was it was an interview a while back about the ghostwriting allegations. Mm-hmm. It was like Drake wouldn't be considered as a lyricist, you know, in a the goat conversation of hip hop, but as an artist, you know, yeah. definitely because what he's done to the game. So it's like. You can see like where that you know you can kind of like agree like all right like cool like Drake Drake is gonna be the goat of whatever you know music hip hop whatever you want to put it as but mm-hmm. I, you know as lyricists as hip hop we have our own thing of like yeah I feel like that's yeah. I feel like that's like when you talk about basketball like who is the best point guard who's the best shooter scorer who's the best three point shooter mm-hmm. but then you but then you you get away from that and you look at it like who is the best Champion, in the game yeah. yeah like who is the best overall right. Like Steph, I feel like he's gonna go down as the best shooter, mm-hmm. but overall, I feel like the best player is going to go down as LeBron. Yeah, the best scorer, you know, champion, Jordan. You know what I'm saying? And so, that's, like you said, like you know, the best overall. You know, you give that to to Drake, but also we got Kendrick and Cole, who also can be goats of the lyricists, but also I feel like can be goats of the the artistry right. too at the same time. So mm-hmm. it's like it kind of. It's, I don't know. It's so it's so weird in hip hop because you have so many rules. You have so many like just categories with where you rank people, mm-hmm. and just it's, it's it's really just not really overall thing. And I understand why because you know hip hop is very verse and very just like widespread. So it's like everything really boils down to like what you put out, the impact of what you put out, how you put it out, right. whether you wrote it or not. Or if you're like a lyricist, can you freestyle? Can you fit, like spit bar for bar? Like, like you know, this is a lot of things you got to check off. So, bet. bet I'm look. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you're rolling with this because look, now I'm about to try to bring it full circle with it. With all that being said, mm-hmm. do you think that anyone today, like the like the the new people of today that you named early, like the Rods, the the Uzi Vert, the uh, yeah, uh, Yachty, Perp, um, 
Right. I think I said right already. Like Kodak 21 and all Cardi, Kodak 21, all of them. Do you think they have the potential to do such a thing as a Drake, Kendrick, or Cole? I don't think so, man, because nobody's really nobody's really being number two right now. It's kind of like everybody's just doing doing them with their audience. And they lane, right. Yeah, it's, it's to the point where, like, nobody's really taking over the, the game. Like, all right, like, everything he puts out, the whole world stops. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't, nobody has that effect except, you know, Drake, Kendrick, and Cole, like, when they drop. Now, one person that I know you big on is Baby. Yeah. Lil Baby, Lil, to be specific. Right. Um. So, if I had to pick out of the new generation, I feel like Kodak has that ability. Definitely. I feel like Lil Baby does. I agree. I don't... I still think he has a lot to show and prove. Yeah. But I could see where you coming from when you say Lil Baby. Like, he... Like... Reason why I say Lil Baby because it's just like he's he gives you he he, he definitely doesn't disappoint on stuff that he puts out. Mm-hmm. It's like everything he puts out is really good, but it's also he's doing it with great artists. Like he's really putting his foot in the door with the right people. Right. Like he's hopping on tracks with you know with people and murdering features. Like he's just he's just like you know well versed rapper. Like but also with the other ones you name, it's just like they do the same thing too. So it's just like like you said like um, with Kodak. Uh, little baby, I say the baby too, cause that's what I, I'm about to go. I, I, man, it's, it's four. <laughs> people, so it's four for me. For me, it's four. I see Kodak, little baby, the baby, and I see Twenty One. The reason I say Kodak is because I feel like from Jump, like from the XL. Oh yeah, the from, from XX from XXL freshman till now, I feel like Kodak. Class. Kodak has not. It was. I feel like Kodak has not disappointed. I feel like the problem with Kodak is. The antics. He can't stay out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like if Kodak, I feel like if Kodak honestly stay out of jail, Kodak can make a song and make a track with anybody and mm-hmm. it'd be raw. Like, and then he, I feel like Kodak has made, a, a, not a wide range, but he's made a range of music. Like, there's Heartbreak Kodak, which I feel like is the best one. Then there is, um, Paint, there's the Paint Pitches, you know, um. The Testimony. Right. Like, even that, like, I feel like all his projects, like Project legit, Baby, Project Project Baby, <laughs> and Project Baby too. Like I feel like all of them run. Like everything, everything he's dropped, all his projects like run. I didn't see Kodak like literally like make a trash beat and really just make it work. Right. Like, I think the I think the, the, the song called I think it's called Side Nigga. I think the beat was so trash and so like drugged out, but he really just got on it and just. Like made it work for somehow. Don't know how he did it, but he made that motherfucker work. So I, I definitely been a fan of Kodak since he came out, bro. Like, I feel like I feel like Kodak really got that potential. To, like, and what's crazy, I slept on Kodak when he first came out. I did oh, not, man. I did not think no, I, I, no I flocking in college, oh, bro. God. I thought I honestly thought Yachty and I thought it was gonna be Yachty and Uzi. That was gonna take off because Uzi. I feel like Uzi was the biggest one mm-hmm. out of all of them, and I still class. put him in that realm too. Like I still put Uzi. Like I think Uzi, when Uzi drops, it does have that impact. Like all right, he puts out numbers. Like mm-hmm. he has a, a a bigger crowd than I thought I did. Like I thought I knew he did. Mm-hmm. A lot of people mess with Uzi, and it's like, man, even though like he doesn't drop a lot. At one point, he just wasn't dropping anything. Like, I think yeah, about at, one, at one point, he said he stopped. Yeah, he was like about to just stop doing music. Then he came out with the Eternal Quake fire. Mm-hmm. And that that sold damn near almost 
man, half half a million streams in mm. the first week, maybe. Mm. So I'm like that. That there shows me like, all right, if you just keep it up, or if you just you know do it like keep doing it consistently, or just try not to fall off with it, then you yeah. hey, you could probably like you know make a lane like you know like the three headed monster Drake Kendrick and Cole. But I see, but like, but as far as like my four, I feel like I feel like the baby because everything the baby do like he kill little baby the same way. Twenty one, I feel like I don't feel like twenty one reaches out. Or gains the features like talking about it, mm-hmm. but project wise, I feel like he has never. I feel like he has yet to like mess up. Oh yeah, a project. Him and Metro booming. That's that's a never disappoints. Never man, disappoint. My man, my man had Morgan Freeman there. <laughs> that Savage was mode too. Like that's that alone puts it up there. But the fact that you delivered along with that, like I feel like that's I feel like that's my four to really like lead us into that next era post Drake. Now I could be wrong. It could be somebody else that comes along. Yeah, it could that, be somebody that really, kind of takes it over. Somebody new might pop out with some left with some left lane stuff and it's just like, right. all right, this dude, this is him. This is the guy. Yeah. And you know like the industry gonna push it to the point where like you're the guy. Right. He's the guy. Put him on the radio, put him on the billboards, put him at every award show. Like he's he's the guy. He's the face. And then I look I honestly feel like my dark horse is Meg. If Meg goes back to rapping, <laughs> if Meg goes back to to rapping, like if 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 Meg go back to like Tina Snow Meg, then yes. If she stay with this like full on pop, no. Mm-hmm. I I feel like she'll still be up there, um, but I don't feel like she's gonna like take it like how Nikki took it. Yeah. Like I feel like it'll it'll still be that like. Even though I think this is good for hip hop, I think it's good how there's like the female rappers that's all working together. We this? all gonna win, but it's different now because rappers don't really come in groups anymore. But I'm saying, but my thing is like when Nicki came, Nicki was like it was undoubtedly Nicki was like not mm-hmm. only the best female rapper, she low key was like you could consider her one of the best rappers right. at that time and have her prime, right? Co-signed by Lil Wayne. With <laughs> with with Meg is like. Okay, yeah, rapping wise, like mm-hmm. is you. Cardi, Cardi can spit a little bit, but when it comes to rapping, is you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like, if she go back to strictly rapping and just going at people next, then I think Meg could low key be that one to like lead it as well. Especially when you already linking with, you already linking up with like Beyonce, got a Grammy off of you know off of that connect. That's the thing. I don't know who's going to take the the torch. You don't like. We've been stuck in this. I'll call it the Drake the Drake era for the past you know Since almost ten years. 10, so it was like that's eleven. Huh? I don't know who's the number two guy. There hasn't been a number two, and it's like somebody has it, then somebody else comes, and then I think Future was number two. Yeah, Future, I Travis think, Scott. Like I think Future. Yeah, they were like that subcategory. Like I think Future was number two, low key. Oh yeah, definitely. I thought Future was gonna like really roll with it. Yeah, after Future point. after the three P with Future, then Future came and just it's just that that toxic. I kind of put Future up there with the the three headed monsters. That's like, how, he really? could he could hang like you know what I'm saying the Future. No, I like I ain't gonna lie, bro. Future and Drake kind of emerged at the same time mm-hmm. with that run, and it's just like Future really held his own for a long time too. His longevity is crazy. So was he fighting for three, or was he just always number four? He was just like on like when you talk about like when people talk about QBs, like who who's the top tier, but mm-hmm. then there's like. The top of that second tier, yeah. Future's is future the top. top of the second, or he's just like fighting for third? Man, with Cole, 
I think Future is top of the second just because of like what he, the lane he created for mm-hmm. his type of music. Yeah. But it's like he could definitely be in that that conversation. Like, yeah, he definitely he was putting out to. his own music yeah. like with these guys and putting out numbers and the whole you know world was really rocking with that. But it's just like, I don't know. Like, that's a hard. That's a hard one. That's a hard one for me. I don't know. See, I think. I say yes, but the reason that I think people going to doubt it or people going to question it is because... Yes, to the top tier or for the number four or the number three? I say he I say he is first tier. Like, he's the top tier, but he's, like, fighting three. He's, like, fighting for number three with Cole. Yeah, I was just going to say that. He's like definitely he's fighting mainly, Cole. He's mainly four, but there's times where you could be like, nah, he was, like, up there. Like he was I could definitely Cole. put him before Cole in a lot of a lot of sense. And, and the, reason, of, the reason I say people going to question it, because of the simple fact of he basically has, like 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 you said, he has that one lane, but when it comes to him in that lane, you can't fuck with you it. Not, you not fooling with the future. And it's to the point where the future, low key, could overtake you mm-hmm. just being like just being him. He don't got to try to touch into something else. He don't got to try to, you know, dabble into something like dabble into another person's. He's he's the face uh, of lane. toxic men. Like he's the face of that. Yeah. He's Lord Future. Like like <laughs> our Lord and Savior. Like <laughs> my, my man, not only going and it's not. And I feel like it's not even like the mumble rap for real. Like he like my man got the bars for you. Where it's like that hype music, mm-hmm. but then he also like has the other side of him. Like when he dropped the Future and the Hendrix album uh, tapes, it was like. I can't even call Future a mumble rapper no more, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's the, you got the soft side where it was kind of that R&B rap, low-key. But he was still low-key coming hard with it. But then he got, like, the hype side. So it's like, you he can attack you from every which way, but it's still the same. It's still that same Future. Like, it's not like, oh, he trying to be Drake or is he trying to be Kendrick. Like, no, it's Future. Mm-hmm. It's just two sides. You know what I'm saying? I think that's, like, for me, I think that's what really made it me, made me open my eyes and be like, yeah, like he got this. Yeah, he do. Like he up there. He do, he do. Shout out to future, man. We're gonna figure out where you where you belong in this belong. <laughs> we gonna figure out soon. You wanna you wanna touch on the beeves or you wanna what you wanna do? Justin, I, I need to It could be a quick the tiny one. Desk, one too. The tiny desk? How I did mean, you, how did you feel about tiny desk? His tiny desk? Yeah. That's how I knew about the album really. Cause I didn't yeah. I didn't know about the Justice album, but I saw like he did a tiny desk. I don't know if that was the release or if that came out before or after. I'm pretty sure the album came out before. Mm. But definitely, uh, I mess with his Tiny Desk a lot. I think Justin Bieber is definitely uh, still a very popular and relevant artist Earth. since, you know, his his intro into the game. Probably still one of the most hated uh, <laughs> human beings on the planet, but still puts out numbers and still puts out good music. But I, I, def- I definitely mess with Justice, man. Of course, everybody knows the, the famous song, Peaches, that everybody, that's been, you know, streaming around everywhere. That's probably one of my favorite favorite joints off the album, along with uh, "Deserve You," "Holy." That's what Chance the Rapper. That was actually a good one too. Mm-hmm. Uh, MLK interlude. That was pretty good, but it's you know just pretty much uh, an entendre. "Hold On," "Somebody," and "Ghosts." Those yeah, those are my favorite ones off there. Shout out to Justin because mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's still it's still a cool thing to listen to Justin Bieber. Ain't nothing wrong with it. Maybe when we were kids, it was. I feel like cool. yeah, I, I look he feel like my man. He he was he was. He and my man was dope starting off. Like I'm talking about from from the jump, like from very very beginning. Dope starting off. I think he just went through that Disney Channel kid phase. Like mm-hmm. he was a kid, got all his popularity. Can't nobody tell you nothing. Had the little girls. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like my man screaming had, for him. Just like all them did all them childhood Disney Channel stars. Like you go through stuff growing up, and it's like you got the whole world at your fingertips. 
Still do. And it's like, who gonna tell you no? So you just running, you running wild. I feel like that's all that happened to him. But no, nah, I still fool with him. Um, I definitely will check out tape. Uh, yeah, definitely check it out, man. It's it's, it's definitely a good uh, a good tape. Like it's, he got some soul in there, got some good pop in there. Like he's he's really he's really good at what he does. Yeah, his vocals haven't changed. That's one amazing thing about him. Like he still has good vocals. He still can sing really good. Like he he's really he's really de- definitely developed into a much more mature, but also a much more versatile artist now, mm-hmm. which I really like about that. Like you can tell, he's really tapped into like his musical talent, just tapped into the music side of things. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, man. How do you feel about the influence um, of like this Tiny Desk wave? I like it. I mean, I've I've been on Tiny Desk for a couple of years now. Uh, the influence of it really gives gives light on the artist's talent, mm-hmm. whether it's with their rapping ability, singing ability, and also you're just enjoying like you know the acoustic and uh, the good vibes of the band in the background too like it's really just good music and good like good chill vibes that's really what Tiny Desk really brings to you it gives you that atmosphere of just like a personal concert in fr- right in front of you as if like you're not in a big stadium you're just in this room mm. and you're just seeing an artist's talent kind of like audition on some shit like it really gives you that, that vibe or that feel right. like kind of like a comfort comfort like what's the word for it comforting space yeah, I guess. <laughs> probably not the word kind of makes it a little bit more personal yeah it definitely makes it a, little, a lot more personal mm-hmm. like I think Tiny Desk has really made a, a huge impact on actually Tiny Desk has really just made its own thing now it's like you, you look for artists to do Tiny Desk now you hope that whoever is like hot or whoever puts out stuff you want them like hope, hope they got a Tiny Desk out for like such and such mm. so it's really got it's really turning turn into that now do you have a, a favorites list when it comes to Tiny Desk? Ooh, I got I got a couple. Okay. Uh Anderson Pack, uh The Internet, T Pain. Mm-hmm. Um Meg was a good one. Um Chica. Chance had a good one. Oh, I'm missing somebody. Somebody else had one. But yeah, that's that's probably off the top I could I could name. But yeah, those were those were my favorite. Oh, we watched the Kirk Franklin one today. We did, but yeah, that was yeah. that was really good. That was really good. Yeah, the Kirk Franklin was the vibe. Yeah, but that's and you actually you you named my three. It was Kirk, Meg, and T Pain, um, and of course Goat Erica. Um, Shout out to Erica. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. I, I didn't I didn't really understand the point oh. of it at first. I thought it was more of an interview, uh, piece when I first heard it. You know. A, on the come up and things when they started gaining traction and things like that on YouTube, mm-hmm. but uh, but now nah, I really fooled the vibe, like you said. Um, it, it does make it feel like they're yeah, performing, like, they, like, like they're writing for you, like is 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 more calm. It's not all the even though the whole concert vibe is amazing and it's an experience. Mm-hmm. Just being able to be kind of more relaxed and calm, and then hearing them like perform it, you know, just on that type of scale, that level where it's like. A more controlled environment, I guess. Yeah, you could tell it's like this is something they probably rehearsed and really like took thought into doing. Yeah, that's another thing. It's too, not like, like you no, know, let's show up and just do whatever. Yeah, it's like, not like oh no, hey, like you it, can you do an interview night. I'm about right. to you to spit real quick. Like it flows. Like yeah, like time and effort was really put into it. Um, it does make it a lot. Like the quality mm-hmm. of it is uh is amazing to me. Yeah, Mac Miller one was a, a good example of that. R.I.P. to Mac Miller. Right, right, right. He had he had a real good one. His had like orchestra. Just had a, his, it was just really just angelic. Like it was really just a vibe. Like that's really just how 
the impact of Tiny Desk really just gives you a different realm of artists. Mm. Like you really get to see a talent that you don't really get to see on a, you know, a concert basis or like an everyday basis. You don't really get to see that side of them. They might even surprise you with some new songs. Or it's like some some hidden songs or just like a a different way of singing it or rapping it. Mm. So it's it's really one of definitely worth listening to. Shout out to NPR Tiny Desk, Tiny Desk. Definitely, man. Oh, was that was up next with it? Mm, let's talk about this celebrity drama. Okay, okay. Who's not the not not control? You want to start with control? We gonna start with control. Okay. So for those of y'all who are not aware, uh, Br Br's finest NBA <laughs> young boy <laughs> never broke again has been arrested uh, once again uh, in L.A. My man, they said it was a routine traffic stop. My man kept going skirt skirt. They caught him. Caught him on warrants as my man skipped out on a drug test. So like he knew he had warrants, pretty much, right? Yeah, I, I mean I, I, the way the way I'm picturing it, and I don't know the whole full story, but the way I'm picturing it, my man got out what it was a year or two ago. Yeah, it was like less than less than two three years ago. My man uh, was released. Um, we also the video of him getting out, hugging his people's, hopping hopping into the whip, and skirting off. Um, and my thing is when you get released. You're on probation. When yeah. you're on probation, you have to go see your PO, and you also have to take drug tests. And there's certain things that you can't do that you're not allowed to do. You skip a drug test. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to do that. Skip the drug test. They put the warrant off on him. You're a young boy. Of course, they know where you're about to be at. They know where you're going to be. So, you know, I'm pretty sure people is, you know, on this trail. And then the the whole, you know, stop the whole traffic violation things that drew attention to him he happened to be in the whip they caught him you book him the thing that caught my, me and caught my attention was the it said the fbi has him it yeah. wasn't just you got arrested that was like some extra stuff i'm like yeah FBI, what, like, it's, it's it's not the simple fact that you just you didn't just get arrested yeah you got caught by the feds yeah like the feds caught you so that means you about to sit down and they denied Joe. And they denied, they denied bail. So you got to sit there till you go to trial. So he, so his warrant was because he skipped out on court, pretty much. So the warrant was because he skipped out on a drug test. Oh, it was a drug test. That's what, that's what, that's why in my mind I'm saying like when you get released, he was he was put on probation. But of course, because of his status and who he is, he was allowed to have more free range to, to okay, go yeah, places. I see what you're saying, yeah, he, be, by being on probation. Yeah, I thought he went to. I thought he was supposed to show up for court and. Then, like, you know, he had to take a drug test and he just didn't show up for neither. So I'm like, maybe they just on him for double, like, you know. Hey. <laughs> nah. I mean, my man, yeah, he he my, my man had a warrant he skipped on a drug test. So, but my thing is, like, do I fool a young boy? Is music completely? No. Do I listen to him occasionally? Do I have my favorite songs? And do I fool an early, early young boy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um... So I'm like, if if I might I might be on Snap or Instagram, don't try to sit up here and come at me talking about some old oh, well, you was talking about you ain't fool, young boy, but you listen to his music. I listen to some of his songs, yes. Do I fool with all of it? No. Do I think he has his lane to where he could just take over? Yes. Yeah. Like my man has the ear of all these little kids. My man has the ear of like Oh yeah, he got the, a lot of uh, feet. Yeah, like my man has fans like out like all throughout this country, all throughout the world. He up there, like my man big. But that's crazy. He's not like on that stardom. Like he's not like the 
star status, but he's still like relevant. Because it's re- to me, the, the reason I feel like that is because it's repetitive. Like his With the song, antics. not the ant that too, but I mean, his, I feel like his songs. The reason I don't fool with young boy music no more is because I feel like the songs are repetitive. Like it's the exact same thing. Like all his songs sound the same. Mm-hmm. So my thing is like, and I think that's why he has the ear of all these kids, because it's like it's the same thing. You know what I'm saying? So, but for me, I got can't I can't get with that. That's why it's like the same reason why I can't fool with Uzi, Ride Wave, <laughs> um, too much repetitiveness. Know, like yeah, like it's, yeah, it's, it's too much repetitive. So it's like I feel like that's why he hasn't burst into that threshold of like the top tier or top of the second tier. Maybe the label just don't want him to be that guy because of what because of, of stuff portray, like, how he portrays yeah, himself. Yeah. Um, I think that I think yeah, it'll be kind of a risk on some shit. I like, think that's that could have a, a factor, kind of the same. But these, a lot of these rappers do forward stuff. That but he see, does. I feel like that's the same as Kodak. But he's he's that he, you know Kodak is a you know, he's a star. He's like in that light. It's like young boy. Young boy is too though. But not like a Kodak. Not like Lil Durk or not like you know. I don't know. I feel like he. I see. My thing is, I think Dirk has just been in. First off, Dirk has been in it way longer. I feel like Youngboy and Kodak kind of have the same timeline. Yeah, Kodak just has a bigger light because of Double XL, um, and just how his class took off, and the pushing, the pushing the back in his class had. I feel like Youngboy is up there. I think he just took a different route. Like, if you think about, like, Kodak was drafted first round. Young boy came out, like, the fifth or the sixth round. Mm-hmm. And, like... They just go to jail too much for me, man. It's just, like, if you take that away, you know, maybe certain things could happen to where, you know, your career could definitely take off the way you want it to go. But it's just that. I just don't like the antics, man. I mean, my thing is... But see, I think another thing that people like about it is, like, he rapping about the stuff, but that's also really him. Yeah, and I, I don't... You know... I like the authenticity of it. Like yeah. you know, you're really doing what you're saying. I mean, I hope you. I really hope you. I mean, I really hope you're doing what you're saying. Like, I hope you're not really faking on some shit. But my but thing is, like, chill out. Yeah, like, like think about Chief. But Keith nobody telling him that. Think about Chief Keith and Dirk and you know, uh, Herbo, Herbo Fredo. They after a while, chill out. We get it. We get it. You did it. You about that. They hard headed, man. Chill. Go get away. You 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 made it now. Like get away from all that. It's all about the click you hang around. I just feel like nobody in the click really like reaching out to be like. I feel like they have those conversations, but like at the end of the day, like who's really taking accountability for it? Like who really gonna tell him no? Right. Like mm-hmm. who gonna really sit him down and be like, hey, bro, like you know you too big of a star to be in all in all this trouble. Like you getting too many slaps on the wrist. Like one more, and you this might be your last shot. This might be that yeah. one. Like I think. Low-key, I feel like this might be that one. I hope it's not, because um, I, I do want to see. The thing about me is, like, with these with these type of artists, like the Young Boys and the Codex, or, like, what I would have what I would have wanted to see from King Von is I want to see you groom and blossom from this type of artist to a Jay or to a Dirk or a Chief Keef. Like, grow into one of those type of artists where, like, all right, this was, is this where you was at the beginning of your career, and you can still make music low-key that like the same way but you not 
the, the threat of these type of antics aren't there anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be able to see. So I hope this is not the last time. Um, Boosie tried to tell him, though. Oh, it's not the last chance. He, Even he Boosie. Like, Boosie is a clear example. He tried to tell him. You don't want to listen, bro. Right. Um, all Gates, I, I'm pretty sure all of them probably like, Gates. hey, bro, like, you wait, you got way too much buzz. Like, you way ahead of them when we was at your age doing all this. Like, you need to really chill out. Gates, Gates is a big one. Um, cause I, I do believe they tried to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the dude just being wild, dude just being reckless. And it was like, it ain't, it ain't see through. But he's still, he's still young. He's like, I, at the end of the day, I got to think like young boy is really still a, young. a child on some shit. Mm-hmm. Like he's very young. I think he's like 20, 22. <laughs> yeah. Uh. He came in like, I think young boy like really came in the game like what, 17, 16, maybe like at the start. Yeah, so he's he's really like you know just been in that stardom light since at a very young age and I don't feel like he's really matured just yet. So it's I don't know. Are you looking to see how old he is? Yeah, Kentrell. <laughs> Kentrell. Ebbet twenty one. He twenty one. Ebbet twenty one. Ah, Lee, bro, this man don't age. Ebbet was born in ninety nine. Oh yeah, that's why. October ninety nine. Yeah, yeah ninety nine, baby. So he really a two thousands, baby. That big guy. <laughs> son, my son got one, two, three, four, six kids. Oh, you got six? Yeah. Wait, does that include the one he just had with uh, Yaya? One. Caden, Casey, Kamari, Taylor, Cody. I don't know who they all for, but I'm Kim pretty sure. Carol Jr., one, two, three, four, five, six. Pretty sure these are all about different different chicks, though. Really? So. Oh, well, no, now I say seven. It's seven? It say seven on Wikipedia. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Hey, man. But then I might be counting on what you're talking about. Yeah. But even then, I feel like at that point, even though you are 21 and you, again, you young, all this money, you big, you a star, you got, you got the world at your fingertips, can't nobody really tell you nothing. You got seven kids, son. Seven. Chill out. I think, yeah, I think he knows that. But yeah, then again, said. it just goes out the window too many times when I guess when certain situations happen and, you, you know, you probably just see red and don't really see nothing else. I think that's probably his biggest problem. You probably know how right. to chill. You're probably right. Because I'm about to say, like, bro, you got to be home. You got to, like, I understand they financially set and they are, they're they taken care of at the end of the day. They can have whatever they want. But at the same time, it's moments. Like, sit down. Man, you gotta be at home, like bro. Like that's my thing. I don't. I think that's what a lot of these young, like these young, like artists don't get. You gotta move different, whether that's your click or whether that's you know your your label or your music or right. what you portray. You just gotta move different for what's best for you. Like I feel like that's if you look at artists like even like Ti, like Ti was deep uh, when he first got into the game. My man was sat down for a minute and then like. You come home and you see like you missed out on, yeah, the rapping part. Of course, you know you you want to get back in the studio and you know do what you love, do what you know do what you good at. Are you talking about when you went to jail and came back? Yeah, you know. But at the same time, oh, man, that you was... can see it on <laughs> Ti and Tanya, like bro, like just interaction with your family, like that's what you miss out on. Yeah, I remember, I remember that when when Ti went to jail, you kind of missed out on that uh, transition. Yeah, to, to hip hop, and you kind of couldn't shake back from it. Low key, low key cutting. Yeah, I don't think he, I don't think he ever should like really, like adjusted to it. Cause at that point it was like, I feel like at that point he was kind of just like you just making money off the simple fact that you're a ti. Yeah. Um, and I mean he, I mean, but he he did sign a few people. 
Iggy. Iggy. <laughs> he did. You think that was a... <laughs> no, I feel like he... his. I don't like the fact that Wayne and T.I. really, like, had their own labels and nothing really... Well, outside of Nicki, Drake, and Tyga, um, I don't really feel like they labels, like, blew up, blew up. You don't think Young Money blew up? Outside of Drake, Nicki, Tiger. Oh, no. I mean, not everybody's going to be the star. You got to have, like, those those but, people that just aren't, like, you know. Nah, but look at TDE. That's different, though. No, it's not. It's the same thing. I, I can't really say TDE and Young Money are. If you look at TDE and Young Money and put them together, it's like you're looking at two different. One, you're looking at two different artists and two different, like, lanes when it comes to, like, music. Young Money was more like, all right, this is entertainment hip-hop, but this is also, like, niggas that could give you, I'll say, lame rap or good rap or you're going to get That fun. Yeah, that fun Entertainment, fun rap. Yeah. Whereas TDE is purest. But these are also, I think about Young Money, too. Like, these are also when they were coming up. Like, these were, like, before they hit stardom. So it's like, but TDE... Yeah, they was very underground. Yeah, they were more like underground. Was more so underground. They, it wasn't really like a debut like group. Yeah. Or it wasn't like a promoted group. It just was what it was. I mean, but if you think about when TD first started, what it was, it was Kendrick Schoolboy. Both of them was fresh out. Ab. I'm not gonna say Ab was fresh out. But who was like? It's like I think about it, who was like really the the forerunner of TD really pushing it, saying, "All right, TDE, TDE, TDE," like. You look at Wayne, Wayne was saying Young Money on every track. Like, you know, yeah. she's pretty much, you know, promoting the label, promote like, you know, come come over to Young Money, sign Young Money. You was doing it. Like, you know, that Young Money had like 30 people at one point. He did. <laughs> like, he did. Everybody my, was signing Young I mean, but my thing is just, I feel like with TDE, it was like everybody. Hit. I feel like everybody low-key hit for TDE. Mm-hmm. With, I think with Young Money, it was only, only for real, three or four of them really hit. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you look at like, and I ain't gonna lie, this is kind of different. This is different. If you look at um, QC, I don't think it was built the same, but you had like Yachty, then you got Migos, City Girls, um, like that, like that label in itself, like hit. I think Young Money was like the last group to like really like launch stardom to monumental rappers. In the, like in a sense of mm. for like I don't know when you look back I don't know it's like, like TD, top of the top yeah like top of the top I mean TDE and Dreamville yeah but it's just like they they got their own thing going on like it's yeah. like they're not trying to be top yeah they're not looking for numbers they're just in it for the music they're in it for like you know just the pure That's base true. of rapping and, and you know singing and shit so it's just like they're not really trying to be like that group they're not that they not they don't have their that radio goal like yeah. Drake like if you think about well that's uh, let's see now as you say that that's fair because Wayne was Drake before Drake like mm-hmm. Wayne was rapping and was cooking you the bars but then Wayne hit that switch with like that like we talked about that two year that two to three year gap where he was a feature on, he was featuring everybody's stuff then Carter 3 dropped and he just blew up and that's when Young Money really was under undercover, like just right. really coming into full. It was force. like Carter Two got your ear, then he used that two to three gap to get on the radio, get his sound reaching everywhere, and then Carter Three, everybody tuned in. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was that radio, like he was, he was he was like top of the world, and then you bring out Drake and Nicki, and they just kind of just keep that mantle going. 
So, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because, I mean, we think about TD, like, what? Kendrick, uh, SZA, Isaiah Rashad, Absol, Schoolboy, J-Rock. Like, that's probably, like, the, all the, the front runners of when you think of TD. And my thing is, when it comes to TD, all of them, like, it's that it's that pure hip hop rap, like, mm-hmm. or it's just that that, that sound is is hip hop, like that's what it is. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the only one out of there who really could be considered top of the top is K Dot. Yeah, um, well, and he, that's because he was competing with Drake. But yeah. as far as like radio wise, like, I think you might you might be right. Yeah, I think Young Money might be the only one to might, really might be the last one to really like just. Have be pe- a group. Have a group. Yeah, have a group of people come out and be like up there. Because mm-hmm. Tiger Loki had his. Tiger had his moments. Hey, Tiger had a good comeback for um, a minute. Yeah, Tiger had his moments. Then I want to say, I I would say Migos, but I don't feel like Migos was ever. Migos had a moment when they first was coming out. Are you talking about group wise? Yeah, but I don't feel like Migos really took over. Took over. Do I consider? Yeah, me ah. Uh... Cause that's a little tough. Cause it's like when I think Amigos, yeah, they a group. Cause you know, cause you know, like you know what's gonna happen. The first thing everybody gonna say is cause of Drake. But they were putting out shit before Drake. They was, but wasn't nobody tapped in until Versace. Yeah, until Versace. But they also had you know Chinatown. They had a joint with Gucci that was popping. But, but I didn't really you know the world didn't. That's really what know. I'm trying to say. Like Drake, low key put them on though on like a bigger scale. Now did they did they uphold it? They'll disagree yes. with that. <laughs> they would. Yeah. Did they uphold it? Yes. Like culture, culture two, um, like and then everything that they've put out so far. Like mm-hmm. I feel like they've upheld it. Oh yeah. But I don't think I don't see them as like I'm not gonna put them individually up there as far as that top of the top group. Yeah. Or I'm not gonna put them as a I, as a group, I will put them like in that future, like right under future. Of the future, like you know how we say, like is future like number four fighting for three, or is he like top of that second tier? Mm-hmm. I will put Migos like oh, like top in of that, that second yeah, in tier that, in that ranking, right? Yeah, I was like, I was trying to think because I was like, wait, Young Money, Migos, and it's like when I when I think about it, it's like all right, Migos is an actual group, right? Young Money was really just. Individuals, yeah. it's a label with individuals. Yeah, that so they, happen to do a couple songs with yeah, each other. But they like, rep it as yeah, they group. rep the label like collectively. But what I'm saying is like, if you think about who Young Money put out, mm-hmm. Drake, like number one rank Drake, status. Nikki, Nikki number one rank status in her prime. I mean, when you think of Young Money, you only think of three people: Wayne, Drake, and Nikki. <laughs> but see, my thing is when I think of Young Money, I think I don't think I don't really think Wayne. Only because I feel like Wayne is cash. I think Young Money because he like is him. Well, he's both. But I think Wayne is just. I, I think when I see Wayne, I think just Wayne. Yeah. Like, I mean, Wayne, I can see how people be like, yeah. He. I mean, I feel like yeah. He he, he reps is, it more. Like he's he the one that is actually, cash money. But I think of he is Young Money Drake too. I mean, he, yeah. Like I, I, to me, he's cash money, but he is Young Money because that's his. Yeah, that's his shit. But when I think of Young Money, I think like as far as artists coming out of Young Money, I think Drake. Wayne. I mean Drake, Nikki, and Tiger. Got a gutter. Stop twist. it! Stop it! Not the day. Short one. dog, Not little day, Chucky. Day one. <laughs> Jay Mills. Jay Mills is funny. Chanel. You know he son, Wayne really just be finding people that just rap and make it hilarious. Like 
Like when I feel like when I listen to them rap, I want to laugh. You consider Mac Main to be part of? Well, yeah, he's part of it. But do you consider him like him a, him a rapper? Yeah, like an artist. No. <laughs> no, he's a businessman. I mean, he was on the Got Money track. He's a businessman. Don't nobody rap that. I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie, that part do go hard. He's a businessman. He is. No, but he rapped too. He's a bit Birdman rap too. <laughs> Birdman's a rapper. No, you're not. <laughs> Birdman was on the Cash Money tracks. What you mean? Son, Birdman stun like my daddy. I know. Like father like son, like father like son. But no, Birdman is not a rapper. Oh no, he's not a yeah, he's, he's not, not a rapper. It's like somebody trying to say Diddy is a Diddy is not a rapper. Birdman rapped more than Diddy though. Like he was on the tracks way more than Diddy. Diddy should have just stuck stuck with his business production type. Still, but Diddy was trying to be a face. Like he's just being like he oh. is. No, that is exactly what he is. Yeah, Diddy is a face. Diddy is. If I want somebody to run my business, I need him. You did it. I need Diddy. But as far as getting on a song, step aside. <laughs> sit down. Birdman, sit down. Mac, sit down. Mac Main, Lil Twist, Lil Chucky. Like, nah, <laughs> but like, I, I, I could see that. Like, Young Money did put out, like, the top of the top artists. Um,. Like Wayne, I'm like all right. So like Drake, I feel like is Drake, Nicki top of like that first that first tier. K Dot for TDE is first tier. Migos, I'm not gonna put first tier. You know who else was low key kind of like well they wasn't competing with Young Money, but I thought it was gonna kind of be a thing. Remember Good Music was gonna have their little thing. <laughs> I thought that, that was, was a, really gonna be like a kind of, with Kanye, Two Chains, Tiana Taylor, Big Sean, Big Sean, Common, Pusha T. <sighs> Like, I ain't gonna lie, I thought that was gonna be like a, a thing, cause that was... A- you know what's crazy? You right, cause it was a, it was a period where it was, it was Young Money, it was TDE, and it was, it was good music, good and music. then it was, uh, uh, Ross. Oh, with Maybach, Maybach. music? Oh, yeah. Wale. Wale, Meek Mill. Yeah. Ross, yeah, like, Ooh. it was a period where it was like the labels low-key up against each other. <laughs> cause everybody, everybody had like a, like it was those, it was those three. No, I'm sorry. It was those four that was like really like making noise. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, but I, I ain't gonna. I think Young Young Money won that. Yeah, Young, young Money definitely won young, won the young battle, won like that. impact and just putting out good artists, like great artists. And it because I think it was just because of the fact that you had Wayne who was already top. Right, you had a cheat Wayne, code. Wayne was already over everybody who owned the labels. Right. As Drake far was as on artists, everybody's song. Drake, yeah, Drake was basically like next to the throne from Wayne, and he held it. Then Nicki was basically another Drake, like just yeah. on everybody's song, next on the throne. If you think about it, it was Wayne was on top of everybody, and he basically just put two thrones next to him. Mm-hmm. And he, <laughs> hey, went, that's I like that. He went sat down, like he went to jail, and then he just let them just run it. And we was like, you, it was almost like how how Gucci be like, how he left, he left his old lady. Two mil, she flipped it and like had, and he came back with more. That's mm-hmm. what Wayne did. Like Wayne gave him the keys. That man went to jail, came back, and it was bigger than what he started with. Man, what? Like I think Wayne didn't. I wonder if Wayne like knew like what was going on, like as far as like in I the industry. I ain't gonna lie. I when I when Drake first came out, I didn't see this. Cause he might have. I don't know. In that eight month span, man, Drake and Nicki took. Off, oh, like, yeah. like I never, I don't think we ever seen nothing like a takeover like that ever, like just to say it was like the same labels, like mm-hmm. label mates, and then lo- it wasn't like they was really like a, it, they weren't a group, they was doing their own thing. And that was the start of their solo career. It was like yeah. after that, 
I mean, young money wasn't really a thing, but it's just like they really just they took it over so much to the point where like, all right, I'm about to just do my own thing, yeah. go on my own tours, I'm about to just really just do do the shit. For real. Uh, is it a real tour or a girl tour? For real, for real. Who's next on this uh, celebrity BS? Uh, Quavo and Sweetie. Quavius. Quavius. I forgot about that one. It's not looking good. It's a hot mess, it man. It don't look good. It's a hot... I hate these hot. elevator fights. Like Ray Rice, Jay-Z, and Solange. Yeah. Solange really whooped his ass. But... Slapped him up. Um, and this, kicked him. But this one, it's like... Okay, so did you see the did you see the the interview she did with Justin Combs? Yes. Yeah. So I feel like people trying to say it's stemming from that one, but I feel like it was something way deeper than that. Yeah, I think that was like I think the damage was already done at that point. Yeah, I feel like that interview kind of was just a tipping point. Um, because and so a lot of people trying to say like the answers that she gave in that interview, you know, might have sparked some or was the, like the the will push the past the line. And I'm just like I honestly don't see what she's. Thinking from a female's perspective, I don't see anything that she said out of pocket. Because I feel like things that she said, especially with the type of girls that you think about in society in our generation, they think like that. Right. I just didn't like the fact. The only thing, I was just annoyed by the video because it's like, I would have respected a whole lot more had she not would have had all them, them yes men behind her agreeing with everything she said. I'm just like I think that's how the show is made though. Yeah, I don't, I don't really like that. It's just it yeah. kind of it makes your your points really not valid. It just makes it seem like everybody just agrees with everything you're with you. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of them girls that was on that behind her was really doing too much. Yeah, like you just um, like she's not really saying nothing real. Like she's really yeah. just speaking from her situation. So and it's that, like that's and the reason I say I feel like they was playing it is because like you could tell during the video like she didn't know them. Mm-hmm. She was just like, oh, all right, cool, you around. And you like, you know. I think she got history with one of them. Cause. <laughs> but, like, the girl that was sitting next to her, I think that was her. Like, the, her, her and that chick was cool. But the, all the ones that was back behind her, it was like, y'all just some random chicks. Yeah, that's what it kind of came here. off. But. I feel like there was tension in the interview, too, a little bit. Like, well, you know, she was, used to fool with dudes. Yeah, like, she, she um, fooled with the, uh, not not Justin Combs. Was it Justin Combs? The other one that was doing it doing the interview. Uh, was the other guy? The skinny one. I forgot who it is. I think that's, is it Diddy's son? Ain't that Diddy son? Yeah, Justin Combs is... Uh, no. Wait, is it Justin? Is his name Justin Combs? Yeah, his name Justin he, Combs. No, the big dude name is Justin Combs. But she... Kristen Combs. She, yeah, she fooled with the shorter one. Yeah, she fooled yeah, the light-skinned one. Well, the, the light-skinned, good-hair one. The skinny one. Yeah. That's the one she used to fool with. Um, You could tell, because like, you could see the facial expressions. Like, she just like... Yeah, and I think... I don't, it I mean, was real petty. Like. Maybe dude felt some type of way, because she went on the show with him. But I'm like... Quavo? Yeah, like, I don't care. I feel like it was already broken up by that point. I feel like it was, it was the damage was done. They just was holding on to maybe just a relationship for the hell of it, not really like yeah, trying to make it go light, public. Yeah, and um, it's balled over. But nah, like I feel like I don't feel like nothing she said in the interview would was out of pocket. Nah, for real, especially somebody of her status. Like she could get whatever she want by herself. So of course you're gonna be a dude coming at her. You gotta be able to top that, like you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really see nothing out of pocket, and it's not like they was married; it was just together. And it was like it was fresh, low key. I don't like how they handled the breakup though. Yeah, that whole Twitter thing kind of childish. I don't really fool with the Twitter, the whole Twitter social media. Not everybody talking about business. take care. Yeah, and then 
with the video of the elevator situation, it's like, bro, like, any 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 situation where you, like, physically legit fighting a chick is not good. I can see if she had a, I can see if she had, like, a weapon and was about to end you, mm-hmm. then okay, like, disarm her, you know, protect yourself, you know, defense. But then once the defense is done, chill out. What do you think he should have done, even if she was insinuating, you know, physical? My thing is like, see, with that with that video, it's like the thing about it is like it only I don't even see it as like he was defending himself, low key. It low key from the from the very jump, it looked like he low key had control of her the whole time. Yeah, she was fighting back, of course, like. I'm not gonna say like it was all on him. Like she was fighting right. back, and I don't even know what happened prior to the elevator. It might have been yeah, fighting the hallway. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't know. I ain't. We don't. We need an elevator video as well. But I, my thing is like I feel like from the standpoint of from when the elevator opened, it looked like he low key had he was straight. Like he could have just held her and like shook her, or just pumped mm-hmm. up against the wall. I'm like yo, chill the fuck out. But like him like throwing her, or, like pushing her into the like onto like into the wall into the ground, mm-hmm. and like Loki just standing there. It's like it just. My man knew he was on camera because he looked yeah, at the camera. Yeah, he looked at the camera. Like, oh, this shit about and to go I, on TMZ. My thing is, that's what made him chill out. Because <laughs> oh, if you look, if you look at it, like, so my man, like, called her, and he, like, took a breath and was, like, like chill yeah. out. Like, he like he was, like, man, like, like, like that. And then he looked up, and he saw it, and he looked back down, like, damn. You saw an elevator door open, and he was trying to, like, oh, shit, not people see this. Right. Like, and he just closed the door. I'm like, bro. Oh man, like that's not good. It was like, a lose lose situation for him. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, I don't, like you can't. That's what I'm saying. Like, you shouldn't even just you shouldn't even put yourself in that situation. Like anything like that, especially like if you out of that like status, like you gotta like kill it, like kill it, like defuse any type of situation. Like, look, we gonna deal with this in the whip, or we gonna deal with this once we get to the house. But like, we in public. That says a lot about their relationship too. It's just like. What really were y'all in a relationship for at this point? I mean, I feel like that's every. I feel like every situation, every relationship has issues. I have disagreements. It's just with them, like with those type of people, y'all are on a bigger scale. So I like the, watching y'all. Yeah, it's just like don't use the celebrity platform to promote y'all. Y'all breakup. I mean, do I mean y'all relationship cool, but for y'all breakup, like I feel like that's what they did. Yeah, and see, I think that's what I think. Honestly, I feel like that's what people get confused with, like. Just because you're a celebrity don't mean everybody needs to know your business. Right. So like Keep that shit under the tuck. Like right. Yeah. Like don't don't try to loud cap somebody. Just I mean, and I think what happens is people's fans go at you. Yeah. Like if you famous, her fans gonna attack you, and so you getting mad, and so now you gotta respond, and now you gotta like show yourself or show her up on social media because you getting attacked. But you gotta be able to like chill out and just you know. Contain yourself. Cause look how crazy they look now. They went from doing the twenty-five question couples thing. Right, to bro. I was just watching it. That's brawling the in the part. elevator. It's just like that's yeah. you know, it's just not a good look for for y'all. And I mean, and everybody different. I can't. I'm not gonna sit up here and say like it's easy to just ignore the comments or you know the threats from people or the DMs or whatever people be throwing at you like that. But I'm just like, you gotta understand like being at that level. Certain people ain't worth your time, but certain people just ain't worth mm-hmm. your response or you giving attention and energy to. Um, Celebrities are unstable, bro. Yeah, and then I think, yeah, that's, that's. And I just hate, you know, how invested we are into other into people's lives. lives. And it's just like, we don't want to be, but it's just thrown in our face every chance you look when somebody break up or get in a fight. Like, it's like the first thing you see is like, oh, Lord, like. Yeah. 
It's just another thing to monetize off of. Another situation for TMZ. Bro. And, that's cra- and the crazy part about all of it is, like, the people are really of the mindset, like, oh, we got we about to cancel yeah, Quavo, like, I, cancel. Like, bro, cancel like, Quavius. nobody, nobody about to cancel that, man. And, like, everybody, of course, everybody's going to be on the, on the defense for Sweetie. Right. But at the same time, yeah, it was a bad look. And that video was like yeah, terrible. Yeah, it's not a cancel. Like, it, but my thing is like we don't know what she did. But even in the, the situation, it's just like from the situation, it was like all right, they had a physical altercation. Like you know, he wrestled her and slammed her to the ground, which is wrong. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just like there's plenty like people that do that on a day to day basis right. and probably don't get told shit about her. It just gets tipped under the rug, and it's just like we can't use cancel culture when we feel like it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It's just not an appropriate thing to do for this situation. Like, because nah, cause my thing is, like, even though it's not right what we saw on that video, is my whole thing is, like, you don't know what's been going on for months. We don't right. know. We don't know if she, like, has been toxic to my man, Have she like, how she kind of treat him behind mm-hmm. closed doors. Um, and we don't know how he treat her behind closed doors. Right. Because, honestly... It's not our business. Right. I feel like he should be handled for putting his hands on a woman. But I mean, yeah, like that part, I feel like, yeah, like you got to get yeah, dealt yeah. with for that. Yeah, you definitely got to get dealt um, with for that. But at the same time, like, my thing is people on this, like, cancel Quavo, cancel this. Yeah, like, come on, bro. Defense, sweetie. We don't, know what, yeah, we yeah. don't know what drew that situation. We don't know what caused it. Is it right that he handled it that way or that it got to that point? No, but we don't know right. what the priors Right. Or, you want to cancel Quavo, but your best friend probably in the same situation. You ain't yeah, like body. you canceling Quavo or dudes out here bashing Quavo, but you know some dudes right. out here who didn't put their hands right. on somebody. They ain't saying nothing, so cool out with that. But nah, so that's crazy. I just think that's like, I just think that's like it's it's amazing to me, like how, like you said, you could be doing twenty five questions one day, then next y'all fighting that elevator. Yep. It's, it's not going nowhere. <laughs> you, it's not. You got to see this everywhere. You forever like this is stamped. Like that ain't going nowhere. Yeah, my thing is like it, this. The, it go back to the whole like Chris Brown thing. Yeah, that was years ago. Still, and people still bring that up. Still bring it up. Like, One, and even yeah. if it's not like an everyday topic, it's like it's still like that 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 tag like that woman. Oh, somebody gonna bring that it up. woman be the tag. It's still low key on you. No matter how long ago it was, how much you've grown, like my man got a daughter. They still t- got another child too. Yeah, like my man, my man has really grown and matured from that, and has talked about it, admitted to it, and and, everything. And but somebody out there is gonna be like, "But you still <laughs> you, beat her. You still beat that bitch." No. Like, yeah, like that's you still beat her up. You still a woman beater. That, that's the crazy part about this whole celebrity and fame and just that line. Like, like your life is really like in a spotlight. Mm-hmm. All all the time, you gotta Always. be you gotta be aware of what you do at all times. It's crazy, man. And yeah, like you said, bro, I think he kicked in as soon as that man saw that camera. He oh, he like, he got humble real quick. My man, man looked at that like, oh uh, shit. Uh, <laughs> that man, I got on the phone quick. Yo, this For is real. We got a situation. <laughs> Yo, take off. <laughs> we gotta fix Stop this. Stop the car, bro. We gotta fix this. How you how you handled that Cardi shit? Cause I need help. For real. Oh my goodness. Man, you know this is crazy, my man, Lil Nas X. Yeah. My man, Wildin, bro. You not the drop of blood in the Nikes. All right, so basically, the blood. All right, the blood's fake. Yeah. Pretty much, okay. or was it really just like a a drop of blood? I maybe? really hope all of this is fake. I really hope all this is fake. 
I don't think it is. So you think that Nike rollout was was actually going to happen or so? Okay, well we could let's explain what it. I guess All it right. Is. So for those who don't know, just to give y'all a quick a quick I said quick a quick <laughs> a quick brief explanation, Lil Nas X had released a, mu- a music video. Um, I believe the song, the title of the song is like "Say My Name." He's getting flack for that too. Are you apparently wanted? stolen. Is it? I think so. I think he's getting flack for that same music video. I want to talk about that as well. Stolen, yeah. stolen things. I don't know music. if it's really stolen or not, but they're accusing um, him of it. But yeah, he. The title is like "Say My Name," uh, whatever, whatever. I don't really don't care. And in the video, my man is just basically on his way to heaven, and then takes a stripper pole on the way down to hell, and is just doing flips and tricks and splits and whatever else, um, on top of the dough. And then uh, uh, next, along with that, my man releases a pair of Nike Air Max that are quote unquote Satan shoes uh, with a drop of human blood in the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where we're that's where we're at right now. So the shoes were called what? What were the name of the shoes? They were called Satan. Uh, yeah, Satan shoes. Was, mm-hmm. it, was it called? Satan yeah, shoes? that was the, well, that's what it was tagged as, just because of the simple fact of it was black and red. And it had a Bible verse that that um, mm-hmm. they had a Bible verse on the bottom of the shoe. Uh, I forgot exactly what it was. I know it was Luke Luke, Luke ten eighteen. I think there you go. It was basically relating to to, to speaking about the devil. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know it was just like the way he, it was marketed and promoted and promoted. It was he was hold, he would hold up the shoe with like long red nails on. His eyes were red. Um, basically, you know, promoting this satanic. Oh, so vibe. that pretty much ties into the video then. Right, he he that's fell what I'm saying. That's, I think that's what the verse says. And so, behold, Satan, he fell from heaven or something like that. Yeah, I think that's what Luke ten eighteen says. Like, and he said, on, yeah, yeah. Right. And my thing is like, a part of me is like, you're releasing these shoes, which means Nike is a part of it and, and supporting it, which is not good for them. Which mm-hmm. I did find an article where Nike Nike reps did come out and denounce any type of um, connection with the pro- with the production of the shoes. And don't he got six 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 on them shoes too? Yes, there. Yes, again. I'm like, what is? Yes. <laughs> what what yes. the hell are, are they going, thinking? Are I think deep. they got a Jewish star in there too. We I going, think we going deep into this. Um, it, like that's what I'm saying. Like, it comes out that Nike was like that. It has been independent creators and everything. Marketers, all that created with the shoe, um, and yeah, my man is catching a lot of flag for it. Basically, just saying, you know, basically just the public and society going against him because mm-hmm. you you got this one. You got this very very deeply rooted devilish music video. Second, you follow up with the market with marketing these shoes. Like my guy, what are we doing? We understand you like hopping on a dick, my guy. <laughs> Hey, bro, listen. What you do in your spare time is what you do. I like Old Town Road. I ain't going to lie. I fool with it. I like Billy Ray Cyrus. I fool, yeah. with, I fool with Miley's dad. But why? What are, what, what are we doing? What What are we doing? Hey, man, I I mean, and this, I can see why it's a bad look because of really what it is. Like it's, yeah. it's demonic. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's 2021. Like, you know, you have little kids that sing Old Town Road. And it's just like you go from that to this. What are they really supposed to do with that? Or what are they really supposed to like really take from that? 
when they see that, what do you think they're going to do? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know what, what it means or they might know what it means. It might take their own, it might be influenced to them. So, ah, it's just a lose-lose situation with that whole rollout. Uh, my whole thing is like, I, I don't know if this is just a troll. I don't know if this is him being for real. This is really like his true beliefs and his true feelings. He is um, a big troll, though. He, he trolls a lot on Twitter. He does. But my thing is, I feel like there's limits. I feel like there's limitations. Now, one thing that I will say that I saw um, a video that he, or, or not a video, but it was a, a comment that he made was he doesn't want his career to be strictly old time role. He wants to be able to make his own music, make what he wants and make what he feels and not have to feel the responsibility of catering to a specific audience such as kids. Now, what well, I can say to that is, only thing I can say to that is, I agree with the part where he shouldn't have to cater to kids because that's their parents' job to dictate what they right, listen they, to, they what they listen to. Yeah. But when you start doing stuff like the satanic stuff, <laughs> like that's when I got a problem. Like if that's what you own, be what you own. Or just let it be strictly like eighteen and older. Like you know how they got like the whole. Uh, restriction, like just let that. I don't know, be a thing. Like, yeah, my thing is just don't like. I don't know. I just if that's what you own, cool. But don't expect a lot of people to follow you. Is my thing. Like, don't get mad when you catch flack for something like this. Or just slowly go into it. Like you know, ease your way into doing stuff like that. Like you know, just maybe do like Lady Gaga did. Like just you know, do be weird, but don't be weird too weird off bat. Like, kind of yeah, just ease like, your way into that. be weird, but don't give it all at one time so right. you can, like, ease into your weirdness. That way, when you do the satanic stuff, it's like, well, fuck, he weird anyway. Yeah, so fuck. like, if we weird, like, because what happened with Gaga was, I ain't gonna lie, she was weird at first and it was just a good amount of weird to where we could still fool right. with her. It was good music. And so. it was like, oh, bet, I might be a little weird too because I fooled this. Right. But then once you get to your limit, you're like, all right, that's too far. Alejandro, Alejandro. Say it again. That was, like, yeah, I like that song. That was my stuff. That, that video was, was I definitely was uh... with that in high school. <laughs> but my whole thing, like, when it comes down to this, it's like, bro, that was a wide left. Yeah. That was a real hard For left. him it was. Like, you go from Old Time Road to the Panini song, and then you make this. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he really out here established. Like, my man got three songs. Right. My man, it's, it's and really just two. It's Old Time Road, Panini, and then you got this. Mm-hmm. Like, you, my man, career is pretty much done, to be honest, in my opinion. You think so? I think his career is done. I think it's just getting started. I think, <laughs> I think his career was, I think his career is just getting started. I'm going to be honest with you. I thought his career was done after Old Time Road because he made so many remixes, and he tried to, like, burn it into the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, he legit ran that song into the dirt. He made so many freaking remixes, and it was on everything. And he couldn't follow up. And so when the Panini song came out, it had a big rollout. It had so much marketing behind it. And it's trash. Mm-hmm. Like, it's trash. So I was like, bet you a one-hit wonder. Cool. You had your money. Go live, like, a nice little life in the country or, like, in the suburb and just pay your bills and live your life. Do mar- do commercials. Do, you know, appearances. That's it. Mm-hmm. You can't make no more songs. I think he about to roll out with a whole new, like. He can't. New thing, but it's people, over with. People messing with that though. It's over. He got a good following. I it's think it's a small following though. Bro. It's it's not. It's probably not as small as we think it is. It's small. It can't be that small. I'm telling you right now. If he's still putting of, out numbers with music he puts out, what music? I'm just saying, like it, it's the music. Anything he puts out is gonna probably be a hit. But my thing is two songs. Be that's all you need. No, 
No, it's Old not. Old Town Road lasted what? The the longest on the... Uh, it lasted a minute, but my yeah, thing is... it broke the record. But my thing is, you have an Old Town Road. Panini was another one. You have Old Town Road, which was the first one. Nobody knew you, so we can't judge you. But we don't even know what he is. We don't even know if he's a rapper or a country singer or pop. I, mean, I don't know what he is, but he's, whatever he puts out, it works. I'm going to tell you, and this is not me being against people of these communities. This is just me stating what it is. He is black, gay... And yeah. from this song Definitely don't work out in his favor with that mixture Obviously bro. in this song Even if it's a joke or not You went far left mm-hmm. Playing with the devil People not about to fool with you They're going to have a they, nah, what, you, what you're saying They're going to have a select few Gothic community people That rock with this mm-hmm. And rock with him The masses They about to sit you down Oh that third song was Holiday I ain't even heard that. It's before. a holiday. Nope. Nope. Don't know what that is. Well, that's that was his last hit. That was it's, it's everywhere. I ain't gonna lie. Billboard hit. Yeah. Like what number? I don't know what number, but it definitely it charted. Matter of fact, I know what I'm about to do. I'm about to pull up his Billboard. That's what I'm about to do. I mean, he. I think he gets a hit like off of every album. He does have a, a hit that charts. So it's like that's what I'm about to do. So pretty much anything like he he definitely doesn't like give us. Music to listen to, but he definitely puts out stuff to the point where like you're gonna hear it everywhere. Okay, so his peak old town road peak position. So he he has not had a number one hit, no no top tens, and only two songs have been on the hot one hundred. So old old town road never went number one. No, old wow. t- even with Billy even with Billy Ray Cyrus, it peaked at seventy five. That's hard to believe. Now, it was on there for 29 weeks, so basically half the year. Oh, well, yeah. And that was, the peak date was September 18th of 2020. I find it hard to believe Old Town Road never went number one, being that was the most bro, popular song. Bro, like, it peaked September 18th. It peaked six, It peaked eight months ago. Damn. Now, hold up. So what what about his other songs? Like did he chart uh Hold up and, off the other and then the holiday one you talking about right now. Yeah. So Old Town Road peaked September at seventy five. Mm-hmm. Holiday peaked at thirty seven. Okay, so that was a, January fifteenth of this year. Yeah, that was that was the, the recent one, the holiday. That's it. What about uh That's it. That was it? That's it. He only has two hits on a, That's it. the Billboard one hundred. So Panini oh, never, no. never. <laughs> yeah, it says Billboard Global 200, Billboard Global Exec US. On Billboard Global Exec, I mean exclusive, it peaked 80, around Old Town Road peaked 88, Holiday peaked 51. Hmm. That's, that's shocking. Top, top trailer, Holiday peaked at 13. I'm just shocked that Old Town Road never went number one. I'm not. I am. I am. I'm, I'm real sh- Like, we said it peaked at 75. It peaked at 75. Well, what the hell was number one around that time? <laughs> like, oh, look. I'm about to put it over right now. That's crazy. Well, I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. I'm going to okay, ride. Wait, so it didn't? That was two different lists. This is Hot 100. So well, he got four songs. So what you was looking at before that? It was Hot Billboard 200. Oh, global. 200. It was the oh, global one. Yeah, he was doing global. 
So yeah, you got okay. on this this land. Hot one hundred, <laughs> hot one hundred. Old time road peak number one, and what's four? April. Yeah, April twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. Panini number five, September twenty nineteen. Holiday peaked at thirty seven in November, and then rodeo. Yeah, rodeo. That it was peaked at one. number at twenty two in July. I think rodeo was the one he did with. With Nas. Cardi and Nas. Yeah. You got four songs. Off of three different albums, huh? I think Rodeo and Penny was the same one. No, I'm talking about The Holiday. Was that off another album? Oh, yeah. Was so, that four songs with three different. Well, Old Town Road was a single. Yeah, it was a single. But wasn't it on the... Uh... That was after the fact, though. Yeah. So, yeah, he just put it on there just because, yeah. you know, they do that. Awesome tricks. But Man's Wildin'. High 100, yeah. High 100. Why was that not pulled up first? That's what I want to know. So you think people are more mad at, they're more mad at the, well, this is kind of kind of a dumb question, but you think they're more mad at the satanic antics or the fact that there was yeah. possibly blood in the shoes for no. real? Well, that's a part of it. I feel like the human blood part is a part of it. But, like, what do you think was, like, the... First off, I think they both fake. I think both of them fake. Right. I don't think them shoes. I don't think the shoes. I never thought the shoes was a real thing. Just the idea that you put it out there as a real thing is kind of off to me. I wonder, man. I'm telling you, if Nike really like trying to tuck this under the rug and they really like, like made was, that shoe, like it was a real thing. But yeah. They, like they sort of response and then they try to turn around. Man, if Nike bluffing, like, they this man. Be the first time Nike was under fire for something like this, right? But if man's really did that, like, without, you know, if it's really a fake shoe, ooh, Nike about to get some money. I definitely sue. Nike about to sue. I, in his career. For, but no, I do, I do think it's, I never thought his career was ever going to be like, boom. But, nah. He definitely about to sue if it's like, if they had nothing to do with that. It's but the shoe, I ain't glad the shoe did look fire. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. As a Air Max, that was, that was a fire shoe. Air Max, like nine, when I like when I first Air looked Max at it, nineties cool. are the best ones. Well, yeah, those are you know off bat. Outside of that, I feel like all the rest of them trash. It was a nice looking shoe. When I when I first saw it, I was like, hey, that's kind of fire. You all know? the rest of them trash. Bet. Let me look that bit up right now. Nah, that Air Max was kind of fire when I looked at it. I guess because like when I first glanced Bro, at it, I was like, oh, that's... you know what the problem is? I don't like those. I don't like... But those are the kind everybody wears nowadays. I don't like them. Yeah, that's like the new, like... I think it's the 97s? Yeah. A 90, is it 97s or 95? I think it's 97. Bro, it's like... Well, you don't like the... Uh... I don't like the 97s at all. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it's something about the way it's made, bro. Like, I just don't fool with that. Like... I had liked it because I didn't know. I was looking at, I used to look at the bottom of it. I like to see like the sole of the Air Max to see like you know the design of it. And I'm like, I saw like it was red at the bottom, had like a smudge of red. But then it was like, oh, that's blood. I'm like, man, you cap. Come on, that ain't blood. But then like you know that's when the whole you know the news spread about oh like yeah no. he's promoting his Satan shoes like he really got blood in them shoes. I'm like, come on, this is trolling. Mm-mm. That's what I'm saying. Like I think it is trolling. I don't care if it's a drop of blood. Like, that's trolling. Like, who really about to sit there and put 
actual human blood in, in shoes. That's kind of yeah. it's kind of inhumane. It's call me by your name. What? That's the name of the song. The the song is called "Call Me by Your Name." Call me by your name. So is the video even actually out? Yeah, the video been out. I haven't seen the video, so I don't really. So this is his like this is off of his Twitter. If you want the six hundred sixty six pair of the Satan shoes, quote this tweet and use Satan shoes to be entered, and I'll pick someone by Thursday. And then ten minutes ago, sorry guys, I'm legally not allowed to give that specific pair away anymore because of the crying nerds on the internet. Hmm. I don't think it was ever legit. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, won't go pay me with the Yeah, nah. Well, man's is wildin' and I'm guessing them shoes never coming out because apparently Bro, I don't think so. Nike never made them. So Case closed, lawsuit coming, lawsuit pending. I'ma really be weak if Nike's lying throughout this whole thing. Right. If Nike lying, oh man, he about to come up with some money. Right. So somebody getting bread at the end of the day. So you ready for and then some? And then some. And then some. That's nice way to end the music part. Yeah, little Nas X. <laughs> the and then some port. The and then some portion, I mean. Yo, yo, yo. So this month we're gearing last month was all about women empowerment of course we spent all month you know posting different women that we knew ourselves and having them share their success stories and their goals in life and also us promoting our daily message of the day yeah. was with women who quoted you know it, all of our quotes came from women of you know black leaders or athletes just a plethora of, of you know different uh, avenues and careers so that was pretty much the whole month of March was dedicated to was also Women's History Month. Yeah. So that pretty much was a good tie into everything and for our aim for the month. So shout out to Joe because it was his idea for doing that. I can't take the full credit, my guy. Yeah, but he um, definitely texted me and said, we should, <laughs> <laughs> said we should definitely we should do this. Um, but nah, man, look, it was it was a great turnout. Uh, thank you again to all the women who shout out um, to shared their stories and and just their their journeys uh, throughout college, throughout their careers, um, in extracurricular and um, endeavors. And shout uh, out to Cam, who we did an episode with. Yeah, we do have a we did a, an, an interview, an episode with uh, Miss Mrs. Cameron Poulard Sampson. Um, it's gonna be on YouTube. She is a very strong and dedicated advocate for uh, women's uh, and and minority um, women empowerment and feminism. Improvements and advancements in society, yeah. Um, so, and she was, I want to say, like, probably the best guest we probably could have had. Yeah, she's talking on that topic. Definitely was um, well versed, well knowledge, and definitely gave a very authentic point of view from her side and her personal stories. So, it was very, you know, cohesive to what we were trying to aim for yeah. with our questions. So, she answered them pretty good. She answered them actually perfectly. She executed everything and was just very honest and authentic with it. So, yeah, young, educated black woman, yep. uh, mother, wife perfect uh, combo career woman uh thank you cam again uh, but yeah that was that was last month's um endeavors as far as with the podcast was working on and uh moving forward uh we will continue uh with the um appreciation and encouragement of women in society especially our black women yes. but more uh but what we were going to be pushing and focusing on this month um from the ideas of mr brendan bowser here 
is uh, motivation. You know, motivating you to just continue with your goals, continue your 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 plans, your dreams, your aspirations, whether it being uh, financial, whether it being uh, family oriented or uh, career oriented. Uh, we're just we're just here to try to push that that envelope of keeping you motivated, keeping you strong and um and on the right path. Uh, whether it be you know whatever aspect of life that you are attacking as of right now, or something that you may feel is may, may be attacking you, you know. Um, so that's going to be our goal for the month of April. Yep, definitely motivation, man. We're just here to push push y'all through and also push each other through because we're all. At the end of the day, we're all going through the same thing, even though we have different circumstances. We're all just trying to pre- all just trying to push through and fight through and just get to you know where we want to be in life. Whether that's you know uh, financial, like Joe said, financial, education wise, just uh, advancement in your career, just to get in a higher position, or if you want to start your own business, or you just want to you know discover a talent about yourself, or just trying to figure out navigate your way through life because you don't know which direction you're going or something just isn't working out for you. And you just feel like you don't have a purpose. We're here to just kind of speak on that. We're here to just kind of talk on those things and just shed light on, you know, different experiences we've gone through or probably even have people on the, come on the podcast and talk about their experiences or just what they do to motivate themselves on a day-to-day basis. So that's definitely going to tie into our motivation, not our motivation, our message of the day. Yeah. Just going to give you something empowering, give you shed some light on, you know, quotes by, you know, certain people or famous people or motivational speakers, athletes, uh, musicians, uh, politicians, just anything, man, anything motivating, man, just anything to get you through the day, anything to get you through life. So that's pretty much the aim of April is motivation. So that's definitely going to be a very interesting thing for us because we try to learn something each month. I mean, we pretty much both learned a lot with the women empowerment uh, through the month of March because that was something we both were new to. We really didn't have a well-versed knowledge about but i think after all this we kind of really have a very concise you know uh appreciation and somewhat of a educated point of view of you know the importance of women empowerment and the important importance of you know equality amongst women and men so right yeah i want to say we did we did learn um an immense lot of information yeah um as far as just like what what women go through as far as societal pressures um not only in you know society externally but also internally as far as like you know men, the the mental aspect of yeah trying to find your passion as far as a career but then also balancing um the different the different hats as far as you know being in a relationship whether it's you know boyfriend girlfriend or like husband and wife mm-hmm. um or being a mother um which that that I don't, I don't like calling it a job, but I feel like that that in itself of being a mom um, is probably one of the toughest tasks that us as men, you know, might not be able to fully grasp because, you know, all we do is lay the seed and we're there for support throughout the nine month process. But y'all are like actually bearing and holding the child, and yeah, like, and, and developing it, and, and developing it, it right. Um, and then that connection of birthing it, birthing um, a child, and then you know watching it grow mm-hmm. and things like that. And like we're there for that process, but I feel like that there's a different connection mm-hmm. um, and, and and feeling um, that responsibility is, is like from a mother's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why, like a lot of us, you know, we all, when we when we say like who who was our mentor, who was our you know inspiration, who was our favorite person, everybody goes to their mom. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, and so I feel like just hearing a lot of the stories and, and, 
and, and descriptions and bios of a lot of the women that we did over the course of the month. Um, I want to say we had a, a we had a, a, a few moms. Um, yeah, yeah. That participated. We had about three moms. Three moms. Yeah, so we had about three, three or four, Th- something three like or four that. Moms, yeah. Um, and the the crazy thing about it was like all of them were in their career. Yep. Doing well, handling their business, right? And it was like at our age, you know yeah. what I'm saying? And I think that was something that was like really striking to me. It was like you're not only are you young, trying to find yourself, or you found yourself already, um, in your place in society, in the world, in your career, but you're also, um, you're like doing well to the point where you are being able to provide, you know, a, a, a safe and you know well nurturing environment for somebody else. Mm-hmm. I think that part. Of, of it was like really inspiring and um uh, to me just as a young adult um who is now married and you know soon will have my own family and just seeing it from that perspective kind of opened my eyes a little bit more to what I can do you know now as a father but as a husband to support you know my wife when when it when my time comes for that yeah um so thank you thank you to everyone thank you to everyone who participated um you know in that um but as far as I want to say, as far as like the whole motivation um, aspect that we're going to attack this month, um, one thing I think that'd be good that we're going to do throughout the throughout you know this month is you know touch on different areas where we may have struggled um, or how we kind of you know shook through it and got through it, um, and then maybe you know I want to say touch on different avenues to help people find jobs or, or like you know. Uh, sites such as a LinkedIn or Indeed or um, career fairs, just to kind of give people a heads up on what's coming in your area, different avenues to look into as far as, you know, finding jobs or how we, you know, um, fought through our trials and, trials and tribulations to get to where we are in our careers or in our jobs or, you know, what we're, what we're aiming for in mm-hmm. the future. So maybe we could, you know, inspire one of you guys or um, let you know that you're not the only ones out here struggling. You know, everyone goes through it. Like yeah, we said, not, we all going through the same thing. Definitely not alone in this, man. We all we all have our shortcomings. We all, you know, go through things and have our shallow and low points in life. But you know, that's the beauty of it is there's always other side to it. If you just stick to your gut and just you know find a brighter side to things and just see your way through. So mm-hmm. we're definitely gonna touch on that through a whole month. We'll try and give you know be as authentic as we can. Because at the end of the day, you know, we don't have it all together. We're not perfect. We're not here to, like, say, like, we, you know, know it all. We're just here to just speak from our perspective and really could just hope that maybe that can make maybe help you through whatever you're going through. So, Amen. Yeah, man. So that's the motivation all April. Uh, On to the next, uh, the vaccine. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's that's Um, a a bit of a left there. But, hey, you know. Hey man, look, it's some, it's 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 and then some. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, then some. It could be anything. So as far as the vaccine, man, uh, we have three um, FDA approved vaccines that are out there now for people to get free of charge. Just man, there, there's many sites and locations for them to be administered. Uh, the the uh, the three uh, vaccines that we have out right now, um, going throughout the country, strong are. Pfizer, Moderna, and uh, Johnson and Johnson. Pfizer and Moderna, the two shots. You should, I believe you take three to four weeks apart. Yeah, for about yeah four weeks apart. Okay, and then we have the Johnson and Johnson, which is a one shot, one time thing. Uh, you get that, <laughs> you should be good. 
That one, I'm going to be unquote. honest. Right. <laughs> that one, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not so sure about that one, only because when the reports came out um, of the three being approved, that the Johnson Johnson one was kind of like the least effective um, of the three. Mm-hmm. Uh, a report came out actually earlier this morning that the Pfizer one has had the best effectiveness, followed by Moderna. Yep. Um, Brendan actually got, I believe, got both of your shots, right? Yeah, I got my Moderna. Yeah, Brendan got both of his shots. I a had, while back, too. It's been a minute since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, think I got the first wave. Um, I want to say, I for those of y'all who don't know, I work at LSU. Um, LSU actually is one of the sites um, that have opened up for vaccines. I want to say two weeks ago, they gave the Johnson & Johnson shot. Um, I don't know if they're doing more. I don't know if they're adding another vaccine as far as like Pfizer and Moderna to the list. But I know today we started doing security coverage for it. Mm-hmm. So and if any of y'all, you know, interested in looking for a location, LSU could be one. Um, I don't know if I'm going to get the Johnson & Johnson one. Um, I'm going to probably do Moderna or, or Pfizer. Um, I know my mom did Moderna. Um, I think my grandparents got Pfizer. Um, but yeah, man. Yeah, like, my mom I'm got Moderna too. Yes, you did? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, before I go into like my whole spiel of it, like since you actually got the shot, Mm-hmm. Um, I want the people to kind of get your input on it. Like, how did you feel as far as symptoms afterwards? How did you feel going into it? Like, were you nervous? Um, you know, what was your mindset going into taking a shot? I mean, going into the shot, man, I just, I didn't really think too deep into it. Me and my mom got it together. My mom's a nurse. So, like, you know, she had to take it for, you know, for her healthcare job and her healthcare field. Like, you know, they have to be, you know, vaccinated and make sure that they're covered mm-hmm. and they don't pass it on anybody. So to say, so I got it along with her because I, you know, I trusted what it was. I trusted the science of it. I trusted the doctors that put, you know, their work into it. I, you know, people do have their opinions about vaccines and, you know, the whole spill about doctors and medicine nowadays. How You know, things aren't what they are. It's a lie or they just trying to control you. I, I totally get it. I, and some stuff I do believe, some stuff I do feel like is, um, is twisted. Some mm-hmm. stuff is, you know, should be well more explained about like the, the, definitely with the uh, the vaccines I feel like maybe they should have did a better job of explaining what's in the shot mm-hmm. or just what you might could experience from the shot and actually do a kind of a better experimentation beforehand giving it to everybody so right. that was kind of the whole spill about me going into the shot I didn't know like I basically felt like I was taking a chance with it okay. so it was like whatever happens happens after this and you know it's kind of a, a crazy mindset to go in with but it's pretty much it's pretty much now or never at this point at at the time I was at because you know Kobe was running rampant at the time so it's like if I rather take the chance of me not getting it yeah. or me if I do get it I have a less chance of feeling as sick if I do if I were to get it so it's like you no know, that that option pretty much weighed itself out so I took it first shot nothing no symptoms didn't feel bad arm yeah. was just sore typical you know flu shot if you ever got a flu shot before arm just be sore for a day. Came back four weeks later, took the second shot. Uh, same thing, but, you know, that that second shot had me feeling a little under the weather. I was just very fatigued. I didn't feel normal. Not, like, in the sense of I didn't feel like my normal self or I didn't feel like uh, something was about to happen to me because I don't get sick a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I rarely get sick. So when I do feel bad, I feel bad. But this was just one of those things where, like, all right, I feel under the weather. I know I'm not good, but I'm still functional. So... Mm-hmm. 
I guess it's just, you know, probably just a stronger dosage of it. Again, they probably should have did a better job of explaining what's in these shots oh, yeah. for, you know, the public to get our, like an idea, even if, you know, they don't understand medicine or they don't understand what's, you know, these terms are. Maybe they could do a better job of just educating people on what, you know, the purpose of vaccines and what's in them and what they consist of. Right. So, I mean, I felt, I felt, I felt good. It only lasted a day after the second shot. You know, like I said, I felt felt under the weather for like a day. But after that, I shook back real quick. Felt like my normal self. I still do feel like my normal self. Um, just, you know, going about my life the same way as before. Like, you know, just taking taking precautions, just trying to really just focus on my health. Like, at this point, I'm not really like one of those people that's like mass crazy or like really just focused on whether you got a vaccine or not. Whether I don't really care like if you took it or not. Because mm. at the end of the day, you got to make sure your health straight and make sure you're doing the right things for your lifestyle. So it's like, you know, if you don't take it, that's cool. Like, you know, that's probably a personal decision you took. And, you know, it works for you. And I'm pretty sure, like, you know, throughout this time, we didn't pretty much pass through COVID. So it's just like, if you don't take the shot now, like, what does it really do at this point? Because, like, the numbers are going down. So it's just like, if you got through it, then you pretty much got through it. And mm-hmm. you don't really need a, a reason to take the shot. And right. if, you, if you did get the shot, you know, kudos to you. And kudos to you if you didn't take the shot. But, you know, I I do notice a division in people that, have taken the shot and the people that don't and yeah. there's kind of get a clash of arguments as to like you know your reasoning and i don't know it just goes into like this whole argument that really doesn't need to be talked about in that sense maybe so educating each other on why they took it and why mm-hmm. they didn't take it like, and yeah, just leave it. it at that and just let it you know just coexist so yeah. i mean i definitely understand both sides of the spectrum when it comes to that Cool, cool. I'm, I'm, I mean, with me, when it comes down to it, man, um, I'm not really one of those big, you know, conspiracy theorist people. Um, only thing with me, the reason I haven't like taken it yet is one, I don't, I've, I haven't fit into one of the um, groups. Like basically, I was like, I was part of that last group, like that six, when it when they just opened it to like everyone sixteen and old. Yeah. Um. So I'm now able to register for it. The reason I haven't rushed to get it is because I don't like needles. Um, I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Me either. But needles. I mean, nah, like I'm, a, I'm, a, I, I do know I'm gonna end up getting it, bro. Because my thing is like, bro, I have so many older people in my family who have um, prior like existing health conditions, and my mom's got it already. I have grandparents; they've gotten it, but it's so effective. Like I don't even want to risk the chance like going around them, and I like I'm, I may be asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. Or something like that, because um, one thing what my doctor told me, I actually I actually ended up going to the emergency room. I want to say so the pan- whole pandemic stuff started March, early March of last year. Yep. So right after Mardi Gras, March twentieth, I went to the doctor. I went like I worked like I basically drove myself to the emergency room because I was having trouble breathing. Like my I, was, my, I felt like my chest was just like caving in low key. Um, went to the hosp- went to the went to the emergency room. Um, they ran tests. They said everything was fine. They said maybe it was just like muscle spasm in my chest. So they would ask me if I have ever felt like the symptoms. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is like that December before, so like December of 2019, um, I basically like was at work and all the symptoms hit me at one time. Like the chills, the fever, the not being able to breathe, your, clo- your throat feel like it's closing up. I legit was at work and they had to sit me down. For like a good hour, hour and a half. And I low-key felt hot, like lightheaded and dizzy. Like I drove myself home and everything. 
Don't know how I made it, <laughs> but I did it. And like Aurel and her sister and her little brother had to come to my apartment because I wasn't answering my phone. And they rushed into my apartment like to check on me and like get me straight. And I should have probably went to the doctor that night. And I didn't. And so they was trying to tell me, like, I probably caught the virus already. Yeah. Um, Way back when it was, like, first, first. Yeah, I think that definitely hit us before it yeah, went like, rampant. Because my mom even told me, like, she low-key felt it before. And so, like, just with that thought of it and when it going around and stuff, like, I low-key felt like I might have caught it again. And that's probably why you didn't need the vaccine. You don't need the vaccine because you already, already didn't immune to yourself it. To yeah, it. and that's what my doctor was trying to tell me, like, when, when I talked to him about it um, over the phone, I want to say three months ago, he was like, the Johnson Johnson might be the best one for me because mm-hmm. they said that one's better for people if you had it already. Right. But they don't they don't have any, like, record that I caught it. So he was like, either one will be good for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just to the point where I'm just like, I just got to register for it. Right. Um, and find a place I'm comfortable with going. Probably my, I'll probably go to my primary care doctor for it. Um, right. But yeah, bro, I, I do like, and so my th- I, I I know a lot of people have like their individual stories like that mm-hmm. when it comes to the shot, um, or just this virus in general. But I feel like honestly, I just, I'm just at a point now where I'm like, we've lost too many people. Um, I've lost three family members already from it. Like my aunt or real lost her grandmother. Um, I don't know if it was specifically to the COVID, but I mean, to my to my knowledge of it, I'm just like. It has something to do with yeah, it. Play, no one play goes away that quick. It. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like it had to, it had to play a factor in some type of way. Just knowing what I know, um, and I've had a few of the other people just like die from it. And I, I'm just at a point where like I don't want to be the cause. Like I don't want to have that on me. But like I caught it, or I could potentially had it, and I spread it to somebody else. Right. Um, and I feel like with that is also could be like a reason why people get turned off by the shot because it's like if you're like they're pushing an agenda like you know it, they want you to feel like yeah. maybe you could bring it to your family members if you don't get the shot so they try to push and that that vaccine on you and which i do is, get that my thing is bro that's true like because yeah. i mean that, that's that's extremely true bro you, right you know, i don't think people understand how quickly germs right no matter how clean your household is or how how clean of a person you are bro Germs gonna pass regardless. Right. Like and people just don't understand the science of you know just f- like the flu or just how germs pass or just how you know all this this virus stuff comes about and just how how virus uh mutates and yeah. comes into another like you know form of a virus. So it's just like you know I I see why, but I feel like if you're gonna be opposed to it, just educate yourself. Just make sure you're well versed in what you're talking about and why you're opposed to mm-hmm. it before you you know you quick to judge somebody who just takes you know precaution for their self because they don't want yeah. nothing to happen to their family members because at the end of the day who wants anything happen to somebody they're close to and my thing is like I feel like I was one of the people I was like I'm not gonna get it in that first wave I want to see how people react to it how it happens and mm-hmm. you know what's what's the response from it you know and I think I mean at this point bro it's been out for like what three months now man it's been out for a little while it's been out for like you know three <laughs> four, months, four now. months and so my thing is i'm just at the mindset where i'm like man then everybody about to get it now because it's, it's for everybody yeah it's for everybody now so it's like it's out there it's available it's free um it's just a, i feel like it's nothing i I haven't heard any report that something drastic has happened like long lasting that's happened to somebody like because of the virus like because of the vaccine I should say right like you know yeah like you said like it's like every other shot you may have some symptoms a few a few hours or like a day or two after but other than that man you go about your life go back to your day to day activities 
Um, maybe we'll find out years from now whether this shot was yeah, some bullshit or not. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the risk you got, you got to take, or that's the that's the reality of it. Like you know, if you take the shot, just know you're taking the chance. Right. So it's and just. I feel like it's just like kind of how the swine flu was, bro. Like it's, it took a few people out. They figured out how to get how to how to fight it. Mm-hmm. This one kind of just on a, 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 a vast, vast, way more, more severe level, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I pretty much knew that going into the shot. I'm like, look, I'm taking a risk that this may or may not work, and I just have to like, you know, understand that this may or may not work. I'm taking a risk. Like, yeah, bro, you just trust the decision you make. Right, right? you got to trust the decision you make at the end of the day for your health, and it's just. You know, if I don't take the shot, then I just have to realize that whatever happens to me, then mm-hmm. I can pass on to somebody else with or without the shot. So it's just like, damn if you do, damn if you don't. So, right. yeah, man, the vaccine, it's, 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 it's a very, uh, it's a very dividing topic when you, when you think about it. Yeah, I, I ain't gonna lie, bro, I just, I just don't get it. I feel like, especially, and especially if it's something, like if it, if it works. Because um, it was crazy. I think people, they still got people out there who think the whole virus is fake. My yeah. Whole, my whole thing is, bro, like, just, it's real. Man, it's know, it's definitely real, bro. I've had, yeah. I've had friends, I've had family members, I've had coworkers and employees that didn't call it, bro. Like, yeah. that, that bit real. Like, yeah. just take, man, get this vaccine. Definitely the virus itself is real. Yeah, man. Like, just, my whole thing is just, like, do I think, like you said, do I think it was rushed out? Mm-hmm. Do I think they could have did a whole lot better job of informing us exactly what it was, what symptoms may happen? But I think the reason that it was rushed is just because like this this whole pandemic was just nothing to play with. Like right, it shows you gotta just take better care of yourself. Yeah, like it shut the world down. But I feel like we could learn a lot from this period. Hell yeah, you could definitely. Like, as far as like cleaning and health and just um, especially businesses and companies, organizations like. The I have never seen organizations clean as much as they did during this pandemic, bro. Now, now they won't clean. Yeah, like now you want to clean stuff. Like now, that's just, that's that's crazy. Just because you like, wiped it down one time in the morning, don't mean it's it good. Don't, it don't do nothing. Like at the end of the day, because it's like you still most, nine times out of ten you just spreading the germ. Like at the end of the day, like, I mean, but you could you could wipe. I mean, of course, wipe it down because that's just sanitation. Like you yeah. know, don't just leave it dirty. But it's just like, come on, man, like. Every, every you just gonna like spot up clean every inch of this bitch like. I mean that's not possible, day. of course, but I feel but, like you know it's like that like you know how they doing nowadays like just taking extra precaution with everything. Yeah, and I feel like that. I mean, I think that's just something that could probably continue moving forward. Because honestly, I feel like all that's doing is creating jobs. Like you, the more you got, you need people to spray between so many hours. You need people to be on top of that type of stuff. Mind control too. <laughs> um, yeah, low yeah. key, low key. <laughs> Have you on his thing? Like, oh, let me put some Germex on. Fuck on here. Oh lord, mask yeah. on. Uh, where's your mask? Like, come on, bro, get the fuck. And that's <laughs> one thing. And that's one thing I think that's crazy. Is like, I think the mask part is probably gonna like stop. Of course, after so long, it needs to because it's pointless. I give it a month. I give it a month. I don't think it's pointless. I think I give it a month. At this point, <laughs> I think. After I think you gotta wait till majority, like seventy five, eighty percent of the population got the vaccine. And that's proven that it's working. Like somebody can't come out two months from now and be like, oh, they caught it after they got the vaccine. They can't they right. can't do that. When I look at masks, all I look at it is like, all right, like this is probably a mask you just reusing. Like it's probably a mask you use every day to be honest. This is like this you're not really protecting them. All you're doing is breathing in CO two at this point. Like 
So it's just, I mean, that, that's just how I am nowadays. Like, at yeah. first, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, I see why you want a mask because you don't know who got it. You don't know, who, you know, it's running rampant. I mean, but on. still, at the same time, like, you got to think about t- today. It's like, you don't really know who got the virus or not. You're not walking around with your card on your chest. But that's every year. You know what I'm saying? Um, but so different like, type of flu each year. You don't know who got the flu. I mean, that's true. But from. my whole thing is like, I think after, because hospitals can prove and keep record and then give that data out to say like, this many people in this state has got the vaccine. And then they combine that with the country. Like, all right, so 80% of the population got it. All right, cool. Of that, since 80, 80 85% has taken the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should be all right. I feel like that data hasn't really been used properly. Probably, I mean, yeah, I mean, probably not. But my thing is, there's still ways to keep track of it, right? But as far as the general public, it's still, even though it's been out for three, four months, it's still fresh. So it's like we don't know for a fact who has and who hasn't got it, or how many people in our population have really gotten it. So it's like I think it's still okay to still take them precautions like wearing masks or being real cautious about like spraying everything down or cleaning things. That's why they tell you to take a vaccine because it's like, all right, cool. Like, you know, like let's keep record that you have it. Like you've got the vaccine so we can know like, all right, cool. Jot him down. Mark yeah, him down. you know what I'm saying? Like, like I think, right. and I think once we get to the point where like I give it June, where they, like they'll come up and be like, all right, bet 80% or 85% of the population. Seventy-five percent of the population has gotten the virus. I mean, has gotten the vaccine. Um, everything's open back up slowly and surely. More and more people in the community or in the population are getting the vaccine, which is making that number go up. Right. So we should be safe moving forward. But I think you know, until we get to that point, I think we should still like not go one hundred percent, but maybe seventy-five percent capacity in places, or like you know, if your state is a kind of ahead of the game, then you can go a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But see, states like that, Texas and that Mississippi stuff, going 100% right That's now. That's what I'm saying. This shit lopsided, bro. I don't because, know. you know what I'm saying? Like, certain states opening up, just not giving a fuck and just letting people do whatever. And you got some states that's just still on lock. So it was just like. Uh, do you think it, 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 Do you think opening up is too soon? I think it's. I think opening up is really just too late at this point because it's just like. Everybody really just doing their own thing for their own agenda. And like that's why states are just opening up at their free will. Like they mm-hmm. they deciding whether they're gonna open it up because they know what they need to get done. Because like you said, it's, money gotta circulate. So yeah. if I'm losing money, you think I'm about to keep this up? Like, nah, open this up so I get these businesses back booming and get my state back on top. Like it's just you know each state got their own different agenda and just like I don't know, maybe nationally, like you know as a country, just maybe it's too. It was too soon when I probably say when the vaccine first came out and they thought about like uh, opening back up mm-hmm. like around that time. But I guess now it's like I mean it could have been opened back up at this point. But I mean, like I said, like everything wasn't really properly handled as far as like this virus goes because I don't like I said I don't know if they had knowledge of what this virus is or they didn't know how to handle it. Or they just didn't know what to do with it because I feel like technology is way too advanced for them not to really be prepared for this type of stuff or mm. for them not to really have knowledge of this strand of virus or them to know what to do in times like this. I feel like, you know, technology is way too advanced for that, mm. for them not to like really act on it ASAP and just fix it right then and there. So I feel like outside could have been opened back up. I feel like for me, it's just, I feel like it's too soon to go 100 
I feel like opening back up has levels. Like, I feel like we shouldn't we shouldn't be at phase one, of course. But I feel like maybe like a phase three where it's like 70, 75% capacity everywhere. And then... That phase was... Once you get to a point where it's annoying. like... Once you get to a point where it's like, it's proven majority of people in your area are vaccinated and we all good. And the numbers going down for real, for real. Like, like really having a, a legit drop. Not no like... Or it's staying the same, it's going down a little bit, but then it go right back up and it stay the same. Like if it's like steadily going down, then yeah, okay, cool. You know, then you, you drop the mass, then you drop you you keep boosting capacity because you know it's it's a safer environment for everybody. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is just like it's about life at the end of the day, bro. Like yeah, I feel like it. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's really, it's really all about the end of the day, like your personal being. For real, for real. It's that that phase stuff was really annoying at one point because I feel I mean like, they kept going back and forth. Yeah, at this point I feel like with phases, it'll never be a hundred percent. We'll never be at a hundred percent capacity realistically at this mm-hmm. point. Like it'll probably be eighty just because if people get sick like, you know, all the time or every mm-hmm. year that, you know, end up getting the flu or some sort of like, you know, virus or something like that. It's really never been a hundred percent. So it's just like, you know, that whole percentage tiles is like, I mean, yeah, but that's really just for like public consumption of making them feel comfortable like oh like you know we're at 75 percent capacity like let's let's go outside like mm-hmm. nah bro it's like you know it's not a real percentage it's just something that you know to, a number to put out to make you feel like you it's know it's like that's the number that we we saying but that's not the truth. yeah it's not really the true number at the end well of the yeah day. that's well i ain't gonna lie that's that's how it is right now because even at my job bro like i want to say since february we've been at 50 percent but we've never reached 50 like some of the sporting events that we do on campus, like the limit has been fifty, but I want to say we haven't even had a game yet mm-hmm. where we hit forty. Like it's mainly be like oh, mainly be like thirty eight, thirty five, or something like that. Um, and that's I'm not gonna say that's big. That's because of the school, but that's mainly just we're allowing fifty, but there's people who still don't feel safe coming out or feel safe being in the environment, so they kind of staying inside. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just it'll be better if we if we probably had more cohesion, if like everybody's kind of on the same page. But yeah, I, I do I do get that like states are kind of all having their own agenda, all trying to yeah, push their own narrative, really, and though. just push their party's you know view on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, it kind of I guess only people that really lose in the situation are like the actual are the citizens and the people in the population because right. You know, they're the people who really call the shots are basically just looking out for themselves and their own personal gain mm-hmm. or career political gain and using us as like the pawns in it, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, but as long as I feel like as long as things are getting better, to be honest, that's all that really matters. As long as people staying alive, people, you know, making it through this pandemic and making it through the virus, um, you know, as long as we can prosper through this and just be, be able to look back on it and be like, Oh yeah, we yeah. We lost some people, but at the same time, it made society better. Yeah, I just hope it was a learning lesson for everybody. And I yeah. feel like for the first time, everybody took the same L. Right. Like literally, we all took the same L. So we'll definitely look back on this and can you know we definitely felt the same in the circumstance for the first time. Mm-hmm. Even though there's still a lot of other BS going on outside of that and during that, but Thanks. yeah. You know how that goes. Life in America. 
On to sports. Hey, Alright, so we got we got Pro Day in the draft and stuff yeah, like that. We got the Pro Day in the NFL draft coming up there. Big bet, big bet. So, um, for our sports heads out there, man, we got we've had like a string of pro days over the past uh, few weeks, and we actually had the NFL draft coming up towards the end of this month. I believe it's April 29th. 30th and May 1st mm-hmm. uh that Thursday Friday Saturday stretch um I'm it's, I'm grateful because I should be off that Thursday and Friday I got to work that Saturday but who really cares about the 4th through 7th round I'm worried about where Justin Fields going ah no um, Justin Fields going so you know I think my man should be first first pick overall that's some the, people call me crazy that's the QB from Ohio huh yeah yeah oh yeah um, but of course, if I just, if we pull up some some mock drafts just real quick, some people got Trevor Lawrence going first. Oh yeah, Sunshine definitely going. Yeah, first. Yeah, Sunshine got to go first. My to Jacksonville. boy going to Jacksonville. I feel sorry for you. Right, it's <laughs> gonna be a minute before they do something. Down yep. There. Um, Zach Wilson, Q got to BYU going second to the Jets. Justin Fields slides in at three. The Tight end for, uh, from Florida, Kyle Pitts, at, going to Atlanta. And then my man, Jamar Chase. He's number six, huh? Who? What number uh, they got? Well, what do you got him projected as? Uh, Kyle Pitts projected number four to Atlanta. And they got Jamar Chase and then they at got five or six. Jamar's at number five right now, going to the Bengals with Joey Joe Beasley. Burrow. LSU, yeah. man. LSU running rampant through the... Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I low-key don't think that Jamar is going number five. You don't think? I don't think so. Number you think Jamar going at? I think Jamar is either going to go four four or six. Because. Yeah, he had a good pro day. I feel like, honestly, to say the truth, I feel like he's going to go number four because I don't think that. Ooh, Jamar to Falcons. I don't think, I don't think. Russell Gage is going it could keep up with that with Julio and Kelvin. You put Jamar with them, you got three you legit got three number ones. Three number one receivers. For Matt Ryan. Now a problem with that also, I think Matt Ryan is his on is on his way out. Washed up. So Banged they might up. the reason I say he might go number six is because Atlanta could pick a QB. I'm about to say you think Atlanta gonna pick a QB. Or could draft up to get Zach Wilson. Because San Fran already moved up to number three. So they're they not about to trade that pick and go down. They're going to get the Atlanta. Will, get the BYU going to Atlanta? Right. Hmm, that's, that's what I'm thinking. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Interesting. And what would happen is the Bengals will pick. I think the Bengals going with that old lineman. Um, it's like Panay, Sawa, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, from, from Oregon. Yeah, yeah because Panay. Joe just got hurt. Mm-hmm. So you need somebody to protect Joe. So that's why I think. I think Jamar either going number four or he going six. I'll give him that lucky four, too. I ain't going to lie. I don't want to see Jamar uh, move up in that draft. Yeah, Jam- Jamar and, and... Him and the Falcons would go crazy, and I, especially in the division. Yeah, and the as Saints, a Saints fan, I would hate it, but... I, I love it. He, I feel like... Yeah, I hate be, it, too. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I ain't, one thing I ain't going to lie about, I feel like Atlanta has a very dynamic offense on paper. Mm-hmm. It just hasn't worked out in the past couple of seasons. Because of their quarterback. Um, so that's one, And that's another thing. Like, will they trade up 
and trade Matt Ryan to the what did they trade Matt Ryan to I, the Jets? I I definitely draft a quarterback. I say trade Matt Ryan to the Jets with a package. Try to keep that. Try to keep that number. Five, try to keep that number four. Mm-hmm. And if it's possible, which I don't think it will be, trade Matt Ryan. Try to keep that number four pick. Um, and now you got you get two and four. You get your quarterback and you get your wide receiver. Is that possible? Probably not. Probably not. But but it might happen. Shit. Just throwing something out there. What it, um what what Waddle going? Well, as all right here from CBS, this mock draft they got Waddle go, they got Waddle going number seven. They got Waddle going seven seven to Detroit. Damn, I thought Waddle was high up there. I thought he was like number three or something. Now this is what I'm gonna say. I think Waddle is better than Devontae. Definitely. I think Waddle's way better than Devontae. Um, they got Devontae going number six to the Dolphins right here, and then Trey Lance to Carolina. I'm gonna be honest with you, I love Trey Lance. If I can't get Justin Fields, I want Trey Lance. <laughs> but Sean is in love with Jameis. So that's who called in the shots right now. We got the what, the 28 pick, I think. Like yeah, we 28. got 28. As all our Saints fans who listen to them, bro, um, we, of course, we want to be. I think we'll pick up like another DB or you know, safety or something. You think so? Yeah. Now, nah, all right. So what's up with, with Marshawn? I think he's good. You think I he's think, straight? I think he's straight. I think that was like a. Uh, I didn't read the report, but mm-hmm. I know like there was some uh, miscommunication in, I guess that whole uh, situation. So I think it probably wasn't like uh, ended up as bad as we thought it would. Yeah, but now nah, that's that's what I'm about to say. It started off real bad, but ever since like I want to say the first the first two days after it happened, we ain't really heard much since. We need Marshawn. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, my him. my son basically. I feel like my son was just based in the wrong place. Yeah, wrong, wrong time. time. You know, got caught with a firearm. Uh, traffic stop, pulled him over, illegal, you know, illegal or stolen goods, gave my man a felony charge. But yeah, like I said, bro, after I feel like with a charge like that, if it sticks, like you gonna hear about it, mm-hmm. and we ain't heard nothing like over the past two three weeks. Yeah, we gonna need another um, or a week or two, I should say. Um, but right here they got us getting a linebacker out of Tulsa, saving yeah. Collins. But I ain't gonna lie, I'm I'm with you. I do think we need. Either a linebacker or definitely a safety or a corner opposite Marshawn. Because mm-hmm. um, they they are well, did they release uh, any or did they trade? Who did they release any of our quarter cornerbacks? Ah, so they let go of uh, Janoris. Janoris Jenkins. Yeah, Janoris is gone, and um, but they kept Marcus Williams, huh? Yeah, my man signed his tender yesterday, I believe. All right, cool. Franchise cool. tagged him. Cool. They could still sign a long term deal, but yeah, he's still the. Um, and so as of right now, it's as of right now, it's Marshawn, Malcolm Jenkins, Marcus, PJ Williams. Long, long as PJ still still that we good, bro. PJ that talk talking. You like shit. PJ, bro? Yes, indeed, bro. Bro, I think PJ. I think PJ's trash. You think PJ trash? I think PJ like, trash. I like PJ. Now, I think Chauncey better than PJ. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think Chauncey's better than PJ. But um, one person that I, that I liked in these drafts, I mean, in here was uh, a fool with that Joe Horn's son, uh, J.C. Horn. Ain't he, uh, what school he played? He for? a corner. I think it's Virginia, West Virginia, one of the two. I could be wrong. I know he's. I know he's from uh, South Carolina. Dang, I was off. Oh yeah, South Carolina. I was yeah. off. 
But yeah, he uh he a corner, six one, two oh five. Uh not too shabby, not too shabby. They got him going to the Eagles at twelve. Damn. That's a um but it, I ain't gonna lie, bro. A lot of these drives be off, bro. Like yeah, a lot do. of these mod drives be off. Cause even this one they got they got Panace uh Sewell going ninth hmm. to the Dolphins. I mean to the Broncos. And I'm like, that's not about to happen. That's not that man not about to slip that far down. Um, so I definitely see us grabbing like a corner. I mean, a, a corner, a hobo corner, like a shutdown corner to go opposite uh, Marshawn. That way you got Marshawn and another lockdown on the on the ends. You got Marcus playing free, just doing whatever he want to do. And you got Chauncey in the slot, just being Chauncey, just getting on everybody's nerves, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> fighting and stuff, getting the flags out. You know, what I'm saying? that's what I'm saying. Injections. Like, so we'll see. It's, it's gonna be exciting. I'm just ready for some type of football to come back because I can't do baseball. Um, I'm even though see who our quarterback gonna be, I want Taysom. You want Taysom as our starting quarterback? I want Taysom. I believe in Taysom. Sean Payton does too. I just have to just. Only way I could believe in Taysom is if he just learns how to protect himself. I just feel like that shoulder is definitely going to cave in one day. It might, because he be dropping that bit. Yeah, he drop it too much. He be dropping that bit. He drop it way too much, and that's dangerous. Now, the crazy thing to me is, like, they pay him like he is a starter. Mm-hmm. He just signed a... Uh, he getting 15 this year. Yeah, he signed a... Uh, he getting 15, I think Jameis getting 10, 12? I think Jameis getting 10. Yeah, Jameis just signed. Yep. Um, It's going to be an interesting situation, though, because... You know, it's like who really can fill that role or fill Drew Brees' shoes? Yeah, I believe, but not. I I do. I believe in Taysom. Um, do I think James could do a good job? Yes, my man was. I, my man was highly regarded coming out of uh, coming out of Florida State. Um, that man threw for like five thousand yards. I'm about to say, yeah. Man, he look, he could he could throw it, bro. He could throw he it. Could, he could sling that. I man, just bro. don't have. I just don't have faith in him at all. I just don't. Um, Taysom is I think it's just the excitement factor. It's something new. It's something that we ain't seen in our system for the past what, fifteen years? Fifteen years, yeah. Um, since maybe so I wouldn't even say Aaron Brooks. Yeah, bro. <laughs> like it's just, I feel like Taysom is just exciting. He's exciting football and it's like he not that he not just gonna drop back, he gonna take off if he need to, get us those yards. I believe in his arm. Um, do he, does, does he got things to work on? Yes, indeed. But I, I just I believe in him more than I do Jameis. Understandable, understandable. Um, but that's my pick. Now, if we could get Justin, or if we could get Trey Lance, don't think it's possible. But if we could get one of them, <laughs> bet take it. You know, take I don't want you. Mac. I don't want Mac Jones at all. Um, I think Mac Jones is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was only good because his raw receivers. Just like what's the kid name? Freaking Zach Mettenberger. Oh yeah, you had you had Odell and Jarvis, like the dynamic duo. And then you went to the league and you was trash. You went to what the Titans? Huh? You went to the Titans. Yep. Yeah. Like nah, bro, go sit down somewhere. Then like I think Mariota came after him and, and took <laughs> took that bit quick. Stripped him of his little, you know, accolades. Mariota came back the very next year. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. You're washed. 
But man, you know, it's gonna be angular. It's gonna be an exciting three days just to see what happens or what moves me. Um even free agency, bro, like I feel like it was kinda kinda good to see us like chill out and not make no major moves and just work on ourselves low key, especially with the cap situation. Yeah, our cap was in trouble. Bro, they say we was eighty. Yeah, we was like mil over the cap. We had the most, I think, out of all teams, like under cap. Yep, and then they over the sh- cap. I mean, they yeah. shaved that bit down. Like, bro, whoever yeah. I forgot to do name, but he worked under Mickey Loomis, bro. That guy, that needs a raise. Yeah, I about to say money. Mickey is definitely <laughs> doing bro, the thing. That man shaved that money down. Mickey. Some decent. That man, but it was. Cleaning house. I'm talking about cleaning house. Right. Yeah, right. You gone, you gone, we releasing you. With no problem. You out of here. I don't care how many like who you are. Right. And I ain't gonna lie, a lot of two a lot of dudes we released got like great contracts somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But ain't no way we was gonna be able to make it work. Definitely Jared Cook had to get the hell up out of New Orleans. Oh yeah, Jared had to go. Um Sheldon gone. I feel like he was good. My man just injury problem. Um, but yeah, and you know what's crazy to me? I feel like I feel like we honestly didn't let go of anyone who was like yeah, a we major did. part. Right. Did they let go of Trey Henderson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he gone. I feel like that was maybe like a he know, did blossom this year. Yeah, he, that was a good potential for us. But hey, it's not a not a loss for us because you know he easily replaced. With yeah, that. you still got Cam, still got Davenport, right? Anyamada, Carl, Carl uh, Grandison, and stuff like that. So you can easily find one somewhere else. And, and I do, I do think they're gonna try to get somebody in the draft to replace him too. No, you know what they did. They 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 took the uh, defensive end from the Chiefs. It's like Taino. His last name is long as hell. I'm not about to try to butcher that man's name right now, but it started with a K, and then a P follows the K. Oh, yeah. We ain't definitely pronouncing yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not about to fool with that. Um, And he came out the same draft class as Trey. Um, kind of same measurables and stuff. He didn't have the season like Trey did last year, but yeah. So we'll see. It's going to be exciting. Um, So do you think we do you think we make it back? To the playoffs, do you think we make another run next year, or are we really in that rebuilding phase? We definitely, in, we definitely a playoff contender. Whether I, ain't, I'm not gonna jump to jump the gun and saying you know we Super Bowl bound because we don't have Drew Brees anymore. Mm-hmm. So we definitely just gonna have to see. I even say we definitely gonna have to see once preseason start, like where we gonna like the tone for the season and how this this system is gonna work. Right. But Definitely a playoff bound team. Like at the end of the day, you still got Alvin Kamara, best running back in the league. Still got Michael Thomas, one of the top receivers in the league. Like Correct. we still have, you know, our our great players on still on the roster. We just gotta figure out, like, all right, this quarterback situation. How can they all like pretty much, you know, maneuver or work around each other? I mean, we've seen it with Taysom. That's why I'm saying, like, Taysom is a starting quarterback. It's not like we haven't seen it before. We know how you know it looks. We know how it works. Right. So. We just got to know. We just have to just be, you know, consistent with it. We can't, like, have too many mess-ups. We can't have, like, you know, too many stupid plays on the play. So it's just, you know, we we, we definitely going to see once once preseason starts. You're right. And if anybody can fix that, bro, it's Sean. Yeah. So I ain't going to lie. Like, I think I, – I really think Sean – Wants Taysom, but at the same time – He I definitely think, wants Taysom. I think he – But he's been I, preaching that. I think he just understands James has worked and low-key – is up there for it, but I think he wants Taysom. Like Taysom has always been Sean's prospect. Like he's like, this is the guy. Mm-hmm. No matter, what, I don't care what you say, this is our guy. But then Jameis is like, 
it's almost like guy too. Like. It's almost like Jameis got that talent, but it's like he sees it and, and takes him. But it's like Jameis's arm talent as a QB is just undeniable. Mm-hmm. So. Otherwise, we wouldn't even Sean would have signed Jameis. It's like right. there's a reason why you know. There's a reason for everybody under Sean. Like, like same with Teddy Bridgewater. There's a reason why Sean Payton was believed in Teddy Bridgewater so Thanks. much. Yeah, he figured Teddy wasn't no scrub. Like like everybody was saying. Like he still has a lot of fighting left in him. And look at him now at Carolina. Is he, is he in, he's still injured? Yeah. Yeah. He he got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt. Now what bad. I will say, he was doing good. He was good before he got hurt. Teddy two gloves. He was good before he got hurt. And I'm looking mad we let him go. Yeah, I wanted um, man, that would have been great. But um, that would also been pretty bad because had he would have got hurt with us, then it's like oh, we'd have been screwed. Yeah, oh, we'd have been screwed. <laughs> we dodged the bullet with that one. Yeah, because that mean because that meant Drew would have had to leave last year. Mm-hmm. That would have left us with just Taysom, and I don't think Taysom was ready when Teddy was here. Yeah, at all. I think he's ready now. Oh yeah, he watching him when Drew got hurt. I think Taysom is ready now. He locked and loaded now. He, yeah. he ready to he ready to start. But we gonna we gonna see. But it's, it's it's a lot that's going on. It's a lot of ex- excite excitement. Um, a lot of lawsuits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of lawsuits with our boy. That's your man's. Ain't my man. That's your man's. man's. I mean, he he could have been our quarterback, but you know, that's don't seem like it's happening with all this mess going on. Nah. So yeah, we're 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 talking about Deshaun Watson. So <laughs> <laughs> for those of you who are pretty much figuring out what we're talking about, but yeah, Deshaun Watson, he's been taking a lot of flack with these sexual assault allegations flack. and lawsuits. Twenty one. Well, yeah, twenty. I think twenty one. Twenty one. He got two more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Two more was, the, was two 18, more hits so today. Like, so now it's now it's twenty one. Bro, that's dang, bro. Twenty one people, bro. My thing is this. You know, this gives me Tiger Woods vibes. Tiger Woods had a very clean image. And then he crashed that car and everybody started coming out. Deshaun Watson. He didn't surpass Tiger with this one. Nah, my thing is Deshaun Watson, very clean record. Exceptional career. You make one complaint that you want to get out of Houston. And all of a sudden, all this this happens. Pouring down. And Which very just doesn't make sense to me because it's it like how how can you really just it's possible like at the end of the day it's possible for this to happen it could happen I don't oh, know yeah. I don't know the story I don't really know what really happened but it's just like bro like how can all this really perspire while you're trying to get out of Houston and the one thing that I I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to say it's fake I'm not trying to say these women are lying but I do think it's a funny coincidence that the attorney that's over all the cases is also the attorney for the Houston Texans owner. Hmm. That's 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 kind of funny and fishy to me. That's telling. That definitely, you know, explains the uh the that's motive. The, that's the owner's lead attorney. And they still haven't found any evidence. No. Like no. then again, I don't know how do you I'm not really well versed in, you know, sexual assault cases or just how yeah, you, if he if he touched, I mean, of course you gotta. You, they take the accounts. They take if there's any type of evidence, such as like right. I'm texting. Like, yeah, or, I'm pretty sure text messages would be like physical the, evidence. Yeah, yeah, like. But it's just like other than that, like if they haven't even found that, like text messages or yeah. apparently if, as of right now, I mean, it's all word of mouth. It's like he said this or he tried to get this person to do that. Um, 
I think the thing that's telling about it is the simple fact that there's so many. Right, 21, man. It's like, so that's a lot. That's Why are you going to this massage parlor this much? So this is all... Oh, wait, so all 21 of them are... So it's supposed to be that, like, majority of them, if not all, are, like, masseuse. What? Yeah. How you know that many masseuses? Thank you. Like, <laughs> Thank you. Say it again. No, you need your body, like, you know... Pampered or like that much. But my thing is, you work you you work at a freaking football facility, right? They have masseuses there. Like I'm pretty sure. Like they are are these people from a separate facility or is this people with the organization? Bro, like that's the and see that's the thing. No one has I haven't seen anything that says that they're like for the team. Because if it's for the team, that's oh that's that's even worse, right? But if it's like masseuse parlors like you know in the in the area then that kind of makes it a little little bit more I guess less dense right um, and see it's like only thing that they only thing I think that kind of stuck uh, they was trying to say that um, basically like he basically unsent messages on Instagram um, that he sent one of the girls so it's almost like I guess you could count that as like maybe you was trying to hide something, um, and things like that. But like the girl said, like they they were DMing on Instagram. He said what he said, trying to get her to do whatever, and then since then the message was you know unsent. So they they leaked that. Like is is that like a? I mean, my thing is if if unless she has a screenshot a record of it, she can't get to it. Now I'm pretty sure Instagram. If they like legit want to find it, I'm pretty sure Instagram can find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, as of right now, nothing has like stuck, stuck just yet. And that's the crazy part about it. It's like my thing is just like, bro. Like, one hand is like, I think it's just kind of funny how all this comes out right now, while he's like trying to get out of get out of his current situation with the team, um, and as uh, including the coincidence with. The whole lawyer working for the team. Yeah, that's, that's like just that. to me. But I another thing on another on the other hand is like, bro, you are Deshaun Watson. You yeah. can have any girl you want. You could be on anybody's team. Everybody wants you as their quarterback. What are you doing? Like, why? Are we, why? Why are you even? Why is your name even linked to something like this? Especially this many times. Like, and even if this isn't true, and this all really just goes as him not guilty. It's still tarnished. Yeah, like yo, there's still some some form of asterisk, right? Because because of what came with you. Now, I would say the only reason there's no asterisk is if everything comes out that it was fixed to mess him up. To well, not it would have texting. to come out just like that. It would have to come out that like the team or the the lawyer like planted all this. It, it would have to come out just like that for it to be like, oh, like yeah. really. But any other thing where it's like, oh, well, the cases just got dropped, yeah, or he still got that, or answer. there was like a, a um, an agreement reached, anything like that, it's mm-hmm. like, nah, yeah, like, fam, like you did something, we just don't know, mm-hmm. like, and that's that's what gets me. It's like, bro, you, like, you have all the money where you just signed your new your your fresh contract, you good, you set. Play football, be an activist, get your campaigns as far as marketing and commercials and extracurricular activities or whatever like that. But why are you out here molesting people? Or why are you trying to get people to molest you? That's my whole thing. 
it's, it's wicked out in this world. It's wicked. It's wicked in these streets. Bro. I hope, you know, the truth does come out soon because they've definitely been milking this I'm about to say situation this. for the longest. I don't, I and see, that's the thing, too. I don't see this getting into the season. I feel like this has to get nipped in the bud, like, now. Nah. Yeah, like, now. Nah, because the league, because if, if it comes out that this goes on into the season, the league is going to be at a point where they're going to either have to suspend him mm-hmm. or you got somebody playing on your field who is, like, accused of sexually assaulting people. And you can't let that happen. They let it with Ben. And my thing, it's ah, <laughs> ah, let Ben play. Ah, <laughs> ben still playing. <laughs> ah, I'm so mad you brought that up. Roethlisberger. Oh my gosh. But see, the thing is, like, my thing is, like, it's accusations and like lawsuits. But he hasn't really been charged. But we all know why Big, big Ben's still playing. We know yeah. we know the real underlining meaning why and why Deshaun Watson is getting so much flack. You can put two and two together. Eighteen We can. Um I just <laughs> I Big Ben is still playing. I hate and that person. They want Deshaun Watson out the league for the pretty much the same accusations, both handled two different ways, and I don't know. And then again, how did Ben's how did Ben's uh Outcome paid. Was, paid. Oh, he paid. Settlement. Oh. It was a settlement. Oh, we settled. Oh. It was a settlement. Yeah. Oh. It was the Kobe. It was just like the, the Kobe thing. It was a settlement. Damn. Yeah. Rest in peace, Kobe. Damn, he settled. Yeah, Ben is a rapist. Yeah, that's not a. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, Ben is. Yeah, that's, yeah I, 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 I didn't know if he settled I know or ben is if a rapist. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Ben is a rapist. That's not. That's, that's, that's crazy, yeah. man. Mm hmm. That's not hidden at all. Um, what did Deshaun settle? That's what I'm. I, I he can't. He can't. He can't. If you are, if, <laughs> if you are innocent, you better. You gotta fight. You know what this remind me of? Remember when that whole Bounty Gate stuff happened with the Saints oh, and John DeVelma was like, "I'm not pleading to shit." Yeah. Like I'm fighting it because I know I'm good. <laughs> if you put a sexual accusation on me. Bitch, I'm fighting it. I don't care. How, I don't care. Like, I know I'm not. No, I didn't do that. I'm not. Yeah, he got to flip tables at this point. You got to, yeah. like, really go off. You're like, man, I did that shit, man. Come on. And I, I don't know if it's just PR. I don't know what it is or why he hasn't. I mean, of course, it's that this PR and, media, and his media team just saying, like, hey, you can't talk right now. But man, if this is man. Me, if, I ain't, if I'm innocent, I'm gonna talk. Man, damn right, I'm gonna talk. I'm not. You I ain't shut the hell up at all. Nothing, right? Like. I'm not about to be quiet. No, I didn't do that. You like, about to hit me every day. I ain't do that. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I might have did this over here. I might have did that over there. But see this right here? Mm-hmm. Nah. And I stand on that. I ain't do that. I ain't do that. If this come out that I did, I might have smoked some of this in college. Right. <laughs> or if this come out that me, we fought over this about that, cool. Right. That might be true. If but... I fought somebody in the locker room or I fought somebody on campus, cool. I sexually assaulted somebody while I was in the league? No. No. I ain't do that. Nah. Negative. Never did that. She is lying. <laughs> <laughs> She's a liar. Like, that would have to... Unless, unless you really did it. If I'm lying, I'm dying. And you really trying to settle it. Like, then okay, bet. You about to have this attic on your, on your name. They're going to suspend you for probably six games. Go take your seat. Get ready to come back week seven. But see if you... 
didn't do it, you can't settle. You can't. At all. Especially if you settle now. It's like, bro, nobody, nah, nobody believes that. 21 people? With nobody 21 believe suits? in that. You got, nah. Nobody's going to believe 21 that. suits? You got it. Nah, you got to fight that. Yeah, you got to act a fool at this point. 21 people lying on you? I mean, quote unquote lying on you? Right. Yeah, or you they to act a fool. Or they trying to just take the fact that you, di- you dove in ADMs and right. be like, oh, he shot it, shot at me. That's not the same. Yeah, bro. That's not That the is definitely same. not the same, bro. If he shot his shot and you entertained it, like, come on. Yeah, and my, man was, my man was just talking a little reckless. As far as that being evidence-wise, yeah. Yeah, like, if, be if he was just shooting his shot a little reckless, okay. But if he was like, now if he was like forcefully <laughs> on your top, like sexual mis, mis- deviance type stuff, mm-hmm. okay, cool, I got you. But if he was just shooting his shot and he teetered on like, I'm trying to lick your ass, hmm. I'm, that's not, no. That just means he got a little freaky side that got too freaky that day. For real. But for his sake, I really hope that this is not, you know, legit. Even for Tiger, it was crazy. I said the same thing for Tiger. I said, bro, I really hope this is like like not it. Yeah, my man Tiger was was pilt. Bro, Tiger <laughs> was, was out of there. Tiger was over it. Like, <laughs> I'm tired of this. <laughs> I'll get the golf clubs on y'all. We'll see. We gonna see, bro. I, see. I give it. I give it July. Yeah, I give it about July. I give it till July, cause once August hit, it's over with. Like definitely, I get the draft out the way. You gotta get you know all the the media stuff. So definitely by July. Uh, ready to wrap it up? Dang it, Deshaun. Yeah, bro. We gotta. Uh, yeah. Well, guys, and that's, every, that's everything for today. We are here to wrap it up and hope that y'all enjoyed this. This very, uh, I don't know what's the word for it. What's the word for today? What's the word for today? I don't know, but yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed this very, uh, illustrious, yeah, illustrious conversation between, between Joe and I. Um, definitely check us out, Audio Podcast on Spotify. And app music, and we have also YouTube content too. So check us out on YouTube, Oldie Podcast. Check it out, check it out, check it out, bro. We got we posting daily on Instagram and Twitter. Um, motivation week, motivation week, motivation day, motivation month, bro. That's all we pushing uh, this entire month of April. Just keep whatever you got going on in your life, whatever goals, aspirations um, that you're trying to reach. If it seems too tough for you, just keep pushing, keep working, and keep striving. It's gonna work. As long as you keep that energy toward it uh, and just keep your head up high. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate everybody listening and supporting. We thank you. We know it's been a long journey uh, following us over the course. Mm-hmm. But, man, we like we said, bro, we got we got y'all. We coming with it. Um, and we going to keep it going, you know? Sir, it is what it is. We going to keep it going. So, guess we out of here. Whoa. We will be back. <laughs>